Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two... Nice and cozy co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, it's Uncle Sam. Good afternoon. <laughs> there it is. And to my left, it's none other than our very own Mr. Solo, Mike Palazzolo. Hello. And behind the computer, fresh off the unemployment line, absolutely power-stroking <laughs> His own pine cone. It's Bruce, the tugboat Venditti. Howdy. All right. We're back. We're back. Dan's already in the chat. Each day I ask myself, when are they finally putting Unk in the old folks' home? I don't know, Dan, but that day can't come soon enough. It can't. We're uh, back. Can you, can you put the chat up there, please, I'm for me? i right now. <laughs> Asshole. Asshole. This is urgent. Um. Here we go. It was a good weekend of football. It was an exciting weekend of football. Um, we we were actually very good on our picks this week, uh, but unfortunately they didn't make it out to Instagram. But we were actually very good this week. Um, well, if they watch the show, they'll know our picks. Other than that, Uncle Sam, how was your long holiday weekend? Uh, I, I don't understand the question. How... Was your weekend? My weekend was fine. You already knew that. It's Monday. It's Monday. Oh, what are you talking about? How was fucking Sunday? Is that what you're asking me? What do you ask? What do you? I I don't know. What do you ask me? What did I ask you? How was your weekend? It was fucking great, dude. What did you do? I watched football. I watched football. You did what football? Did you watch football Saturday? I watched football Saturday. I watched Michigan game. By the way, you did. Congratulations to U of M. We're going to touch on Thank that you. Michigan game here later in the episode. Thank you. Give, give big congrats. And uh, I watched Thank a lot you. of football. You did. Um, watched a lot of football Sunday. Did you eat any leftovers? Yeah, I ate leftovers for fucking three days. Yeah. Are you tired of the leftovers? I love ham. <laughs> I never get tired of ham. Um, everything else is gone. So, no. No, I'm not tired of it. It's gone. Outside of leftovers, did you eat anything else? We had fucking uh, one day. We had McDonald's, actually. What'd you get? What a I, fucking nice fucking I, I, weekend. I had McDonald's. What'd you get? Uh, a quarter pounder with cheese and a Big Mac. How many? Oh, a, a quarter pounder with cheese. with cheese and a Big Mac. You mean it, a it was nine nine nine. Nine Big Macs, nine quarter pounders, nine and large nine fries. large fries. Love no no nuggets. No nuggets. And that feeds the whole family. You got to make it, listen, when you go through the drive-thru, you got to make it very, very Very simple. Yeah. Simple and easy. And that's what we did. And uh, went home and we fucking gored out. And uh, I I felt like I was going to die after eating that. I I felt felt the diabetes just fucking setting in. McDonald's makes me sick, but I I hate that because it's so fucking good. I it love just, Big Macs. Man. There are certain days when it just hits. Dude. I love nuggets. I, I love, love uh, yeah. chicken nuggets are outstanding. I love Big Macs, Those dude. I, I know it sounds fucking stupid. Yeah, it's, you know what's weird though? Meat. When I was a kid, it's not even real. When I was a kid, you <laughs> bought a fucking Big Mac. A Big Mac was a fucking Big Mac. Now they're like this fucking big. Elizabeth. I bought a, um, yesterday I went to Nino Salvaggio's and I got a pound of 
normal sliced mortadella and a pound of boar's head um, yellow cheddar. And I've just been cranking that out this week. That has to be the first and last time we shout that out on this show. Why is that? You don't like cheddar? No. But where did you get the cheddar from? I got it. Oh, shit. It's you okay. don't have lunch meat. You don't have, do you have lunch meat? We have prepackaged lunch meat now. Where at? Which store? I can I get it at Gratiot? Oh, fucking got salami. Bruce, yeah, Bruce salami. go back and blur that out. Can we blur that out? Anyway. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even think about what I said. I'm How sorry. was your weekend? Pits, peaks, high points, low points. Obviously, I know the high points. Things started bad with that Lions loss Thursday. Okay. The only thing that could make you feel a little better, well, not a little better. I mean, when you, when you beat Ohio State, and we'll get into all that, but when you beat Ohio State and you go to another championship, it's outstanding, and then it just it just reached ahead at about eleven thirty on Saturday night. You guys might you might appreciate it. I don't think you guys are gonna appreciate this. At about eleven thirty on Saturday night, mm-hmm. CM Punk returned to the WWE. I saw, I saw that. I saw that. And it's something that I have been waiting for 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 since he left. And he made a big return two years ago to AEW. It ended very poorly, but there were rumors. Wrestling? Yeah, we're talking about wrestling. Yeah. There were rumors that this would happen because it was in Chicago, which is his hometown. And then it all went out the window. It all got blown away. But then it just came together really quick. Triple H is in charge of creative now. Oh, Vince wow. is Vince is overseeing. They mer- they mer- Endeavor He's merged UFC. He's pretty fucked up these days. Yeah, Vince looks Ooh. like a porn star. Vince McMahon. Uh, the last time I seen him was at the fight. Him and uh, the Undertaker guy was with him. And he looked really bad. The Vince guy. had a cane. He's a not steady on his feet. He looks a little fucking. Wait, wrong. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How long ago was this? It must have been a work because oh, Vince it, is considered. It was, it was that fight, uh, the Deont or the Fury, Tyson Fury, and ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fight. He had, he had just had his hip replaced. That's why he. Had oh, it. but he looked real fucked out of it. Can you, can you give Uncle Sam a, reach, a recent picture of Vince now? No, he looked out. He had a little mustache now. going. Yeah, he's got porn trying stash. to look like Wayne Newton. Yeah, and and he could barely walk. Yeah. yeah. So he's had a bunch of surgeries. He's still considered he's the healthiest. Like Uncle Anthony over there. Dude. Holy fuck! He was bent over. He looks like he looks like fucking Wayne Newton. Yeah, that's that's him Dunk now. Shade. That's him now. So he, a lot of what he's Dunk doing is behind Dunk the scenes. Shade. They don't want him Endeavor, which is uh, Ari Manuel is in charge of the of the new merged Endeavor and UFC operation. Obviously, Dana White oversees UFC. Vince still oversees WWE. Um, they want Triple H to run creative, and it's just gone so well. And their product is as good as it's ever been right now and it's just what it's is? exciting the wwe the white wrestling is yes oh it's horrible it, it, it went down on. tubes when uh what's his name left hold on the rock I, we need president baker for this because it, he it sends was, me clips all the time the rock's coming back yeah i see that he's gonna he's, got he's gonna wrestle it, it might not be this movies. year and no they, they agreed to the they agreed to the agreement with the movies he'll be back as an actor it might not be this year yeah. but he's scheduled to wrestle his cousin roman reigns who's the top guy in the company it's going to happen in the in one of the next two wrestlemanias so he's coming i, I Stay still tuned. remember the, the the days of hogan coming out talking about he was eating his vitamins and he was all roided out and his eyes were bugging out of his head yeah you grew up. That's the golden Him era there. Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh yeah, that that's when wrestling was at its high point. You know, he was making ten million dollars a year in nineteen eighty four. You talking and Hulk he Hogan? He worked for McMahon's old man. You talking about Hulk Dad. Hogan? Yeah. 
I I believe it. He was pulling down ten million a year in nineteen eighty four. Wrestlers were that, literally larger than life money, back dude. then. That's yeah. that's sell out ninety three thousand in the Silverdome type money. Yeah. Which they did. Yeah. Um did anybody happen to tune into the Deal Cell State Championship game Saturday? Night? I did. I did as well. Because I, I have someone in one of my fantasy leagues, one, a, an older gentleman in one of my fantasy leagues who played at Deal Cell in the 90s. He played at Michigan State as a quarterback. His nephew is Anthony Batani, who's the oh, de facto yeah. running back right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll start in a year or two. He'll start next year, Anthony Batani. So I had invested interest. My cousin's a senior at Deal Cell. It's a heartbreaker for them. They yeah, kind of choked it away. That, they did choke that game away. And then you know who else choked? Was last night Belleville, who's the who's the they top supposed, dog in yeah. Division One? Mm-hmm. They have the number one overall pro style passer, Bryce Underwood, for twenty twenty five, who's like one of the most sought after football recruits ever. And they've they had won like thirty straight games. They lost last night, Belleville. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They they hadn't lost a game in like two years. Yep. Wow. Big things. High school football talk. Big things. You no, know, was even better was watching everybody lose their mind about the interception in the end zone in the Michigan game. It was it was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. He broke. It was, the it was a touchdown. He broke the plane. Yeah. Whether he that pictures his elbow. Yeah. It doesn't matter because at that point, once you break the plane, it doesn't matter if you're completing. You're talking about oh, the interception in the game. Yeah. You're talking about the oh, interception no, in the game. Touchdown. Regardless, they, they called it a touchdown, but it was an. They it was said it was an interception. Everybody was complaining no. that it was an interception. No. He broke the plane. Once you break the plane, Alabama, whether you're absolutely. continuing on mm-hmm. with the ball or it comes she loose doesn't matter. Bruce Bruce brought up a great point that at the end of the Iron Bowl, Alabama-Auburn was insane. I don't know how yeah, Albert, Auburn rushed three on that play and on fourth and 33 and couldn't get it done. And low-key, I think it'd be cool if Jalen Miller won the Heisman off that play. I think it'd be cool. He'd have to beat Georgia yeah, to get it Auburn done. I don't think he's going to beat Georgia, but that was very cool. Auburn, oh, you never know that win. Alabama Georgia had a away tough with one ridiculous calls. Georgia's got a tough one. Game, a tough game. Game. We could we could do that Wednesday. I want to talk about yeah. this weekend's college slate Wednesday. 100%. But in the meantime, I would love to get into Michigan Ohio State real quick. I want to talk about Michigan State's new head coach. I think they made a great hire. I don't know if I'm in the minority on that. Well, I think they. I I actually thought they were going to go with somebody with a little more experience. That a little more notoriety, let's put it that way. Oregon State, not a lot of people know anything about Oregon so, State. So who? Who's the guy with more notoriety? I, I, I don't know of any that were available. There weren't. That's the problem. I think so. So going back to the last coaching cycle three years ago, Mark D'Antonio left that program in a bad place in two ways. Number one, he left the cupboard completely bare for Mel Tucker. Number two, he left the program after the spring game. So the hiring cycle is over. So hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. Obviously, that isn't the case now. But at the time, Mel Tucker was a great hire for when they hired him. Whereas this time, they got ahead of the coaching search. They, they were able to. They fired their coach in the middle of the year. But they got ahead of the coaching search. They kept it airtight, and they did all their due diligence. And I think they came down to arguably, unless there's some mystical, magical candidate, I think they came down to the two best candidates, which Listen, were— I was just glad they didn't hire Urban Meyer. Of course. I, I, I agree. For different reasons. I would have loved to smash Urban at Michigan State, but I think he would have fucked their program up. But I think Michigan State came down to the two right candidates and Jonathan Smith and Mike Elko. I think they would have been win-win with either of those guys, and they got one of them. And good good on them. It sounds like he's making the right hires for coordinator positions. And Another thing is, you know, him being out west all these years, 
playing in the Pac-10, he might actually have an advantage over the rest of these coaches next year because he's actually played against most of these guys. Some of them, yeah. So guess what? That's going to give him a huge advantage over teams like Ohio State and Michigan yeah. and, and Penn State. And Pac-12 ball is completely different. No, it's they, it, they play the whole offense. thing goes through the quarterback. They play offense there. Oregon's one of the only schools that doesn't go through the quarterback. They like to pound the ball. They like to go through their offensive linemen and pound the ball and get their tight ends open. But I think this was a great hire for Michigan. Jeff Kelly State. at UCLA. He's gonna he's gonna throw the ball over. He's the getting field. fired in, in this week. Yeah, maybe I doubt it. Um, but I thought this uh, good for Michigan State. Uh, the only thing I would like to stress to the Spartan fans that are watching, I don't see Angie. I do see Dan. If you're still watching this, be patient. Because this guy's going to do it the right way, and I think it's going to take a few years. I don't think they're going to be good off the rip. I don't think outside of some of his guys that he's familiar with, he's going to work the portal that well. I think they're going to want to recruit high school kids. They're going to want to develop them like he did at Oregon State. And if you're patient enough, there'll be a payoff where Michigan State might come at Michigan here and there, and Michigan State will have a crack at the at the 12-team playoff. I do, I do think that's coming, but you just got to be patient to get there. It's going to take time. I agree, 100%. Should we do some news? Yeah. Let's get in the news. Uh, first off, a little bit of news out of Philadelphia. Well, actually out of Houston. Uh, former Eagles defensive end Derek Barnett was claimed today off of waivers by the Houston Texans. Interesting. Interesting. I think that's a nice move for them, though, because as we were talking about this this morning, actually on the phone, that the Texans' biggest downfall right now is their defense. So I think oh, that's their nice linebacker course, linebacking course. But it's end. good to put them in that rotation. So 100%. Biggest piece of the news of the day, though, the Panthers' owner, David Tepper, uh, announced this morning that he had fired head coach Frank Reich. Uh, and then in corresponding moves, they fired quarterback coach Josh McCown and running back coach Deuce Staley. So essentially, they have cleared out all of the offensive coaching staff in Carolina. Does that um, surprise you? Yes, it actually does surprise me. I, I was actually shocked. They didn't even give these guys a fucking I'm surprised. year. I'm so, surprised. There had been talk. There had been talk the last yeah. couple of weeks. I just thought it was fucking stupid talk. So there were people that had said after the game, he walked into the locker, like around the locker room, and the owner of the team was yelling all kinds of expletive, fuck this and fuck that. So I had a feeling after I saw that yesterday, when your owner, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, it wasn't. It, there's Twitter. not a video. It was he was yeah. just seen. There was one tweet that took off that he was Te Te uh, Tepper. David Tepper was seen leaving the locker room after the game, and he screamed "fuck." Yeah, I, I like that. You like what? <laughs> I like seeing an owner get involved. Yell "fuck." And and no, and absolutely nope. This guy fucking sucks. Fuck. I agree. I think this guy sucks. I think he's a, a traditional hedge fund idiot. I think he's trying to run an NFL team like a hedge fund. Uh, say what you want about Matt Rule. I'm not going there. I do think Frank Reich is a very good coach that I has agree. been saddled with bad quarterbacks and talent depleted rosters. He's lost his job. Well, okay. The past fucking two years. Here's That's fine. Thing. You drafted. Okay, because this was the other piece of news to come out, and I saw this, right? If we go back a couple weeks, it had come out that Frank Reich wanted to draft C.J. Stroud with the first overall And Josh pick. McCown did, too. And, and Josh, Josh McCown. McCown and ownership wanted Bryce Young. Okay, obviously, we've seen how Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud have both performed to this point. And Is most likely— That being likely, down south, they, Bryce Young is 
be loved down there. This is don't care. I don't I, care. Listen, they went with the sexy pick. That wasn't the sexy pick. That was the sexy pick. In retrospect, the real Bryce pick Young. would have been Stroud. Bryce, let, let me let me reel it in real quick. I'm comparing this to like what was it four years ago or five years ago? The Burrow Herbert and um, the Burrow Herbert and and Tua, Tua draft. People came out. The Stroud's numbers through eleven games rival only one rookie quarterback in history, and that's Justin Herbert. And people, I love Stroud. I think he's going to be great. I love watching him play. I'm a Stroud boy. Stroud boy, stand up. That being said, I think that people are jumping the gun on Bryce Young being bad because it was the same as Tua. People I don't thought, think he's bad. I don't think he's. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Is they have people no thought, talent there. People thought Tua was bad, and oh, we should have taken Herbert yeah. with that pick. No, Herbert ended up in a good situation, and he came out hot, and he had people. And it's the same with with C.J. Stroud. And he's C. been underachieved ever since. Yeah, I, I agree, and I don't think C.J. Stroud's going to underachieve. I don't think. No, C, I don't but either. but the comparison is Stroud and Herbert versus Tua and Bryce Young, or Joe Burrow and Bryce Young, however you want to call it. I think Bryce Young's going to be fine eventually. He needs some pieces. They need to develop an offensive line. They have no running backs. It's going to take time. But Bryce Young won and played high-level football at Alabama, and he won for a reason. So he's going to win in the pros, just like it took Tua time to do it, and Tua won in the pros eventually. It's it's going to happen. I mean, you'd think that as the owner of the team, you'd be able to look at this and say, okay, we have the, they have the bottom. They have the worst graded. What do, what do you think? Why do you think? He did all that. Because he wants to win now. Who's he, Tepper? Yeah, because yeah, he's stupid. Because he's, he's an idiot. Why blow it up? It's the second year in a row. Why blow it up 10, ten weeks in, though? Well, that's what Matt I'm... Matt Rule no, deserved yeah. to get fired. That's what I'm asking. Yes or no. Okay? Matt Rule deserved to be fired. Yeah. You have the worst graded offensive line in football. You have Adam Thielen, who's... A, realistically, he had a great start to the year, but he's a, he's a washed-up old two receiver anywhere else. He was in Minnesota before they signed him. You traded away Christian McCaffrey. You traded away DJ Moore. You stripped this thing down to draft Bryce Young. It's at the studs. It's at the studs. You're at the studs. If you don't like the way Frank Wright's taking the team, wait till the offseason to do it. The midseason thing made no sense to me. And number two, there's what other guys that deserve to lose their jobs before Frank. 100%. We didn't even we've taught we've had this conversation every other week at least for the last three months, and it goes back to the summer. We never had Frank Reich on our list. No, Frank never. Reich, he's revered. He's the reason Philly won that title in 2017. He's the reason. Frank Reich is the reason. His Colts team came out hot with nothing. He lost Andrew Luck. Okay, Frank Reich is the real deal. And there's we we were getting into it in the pre-show. They're talking Ben Johnson to to potentially. Ben Johnson's going to have his pick of the jobs when the hiring cycle comes up. I guarantee you that's his hometown. That's why that makes a lot of sense. I guarantee you that's not even on his radar, and he's got no interest when he sees the short leash and he sees two coaches that were fired after in two years, two coaches in two years, one before the season ends. I guarantee you Ben Johnson wants no interest. And then in regards to Frank Reich, if the Lions do lose Ben Johnson, Frank Reich better be your first call because he played here. He understands it. He's a great play caller. I think he's a great quarterback coach, and he's just getting scapegoated. And same with McCown, and same with I don't I don't understand Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley, he left here and took that job down there to be closer to home because he's got an ailing mother, and they fired him. Are you stupid? You want to fire that guy? By who, all means, who you left? Who you left with Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard? Yeah, by all means, <laughs> I beat. And the worst graded offensive line in football. No shit, your running game's not effective. 
You don't have one decent offensive lineman, and you got two I mediocre running backs. Hubbard did pretty well this week. That's what I'm saying. I thought they, if you look at the talent level that they have in Carolina versus the result on the field, I don't think it's been all that yeah. bad. I mean, yes, the record is atrocious, but what you're seeing on the field, but you're seeing them improve more and more right. every game. That's why nah, it's, it's not like they're getting sense. fucking blown out by anybody. No, no, I see the, I totally see the improvement with Bryce Young. Hundred percent. It's, yeah. it's marginal. It's not big improvement, but it's there. It's there every game. They're not getting blown out. They kind of remind me of the Lions two or three years ago. They, there's yeah. there was marginal improvement every game, and they're working towards something. I thought that was dumb. I think it's dumb. I think David Tepper's an idiot. I think all of these hedge fund guys are atrocious at sports ownership. No, because I think the ownership for, like, the Washington Commanders, that guy needs to come down. Fuck, fuck. Did you just throw Rod Rivera he's, out. He's going to. He's going Jerry to. Jerry Jones needs to punch Mike McCarthy in the dick and throw him out. I think Ron Rivera's on his way out. I'm not, I have zero concerns yes, about that. Yes, I said that. Jerry Jones needs to punch Mike McCarthy in the dick. Because when Mike McCarthy gets you're right, blown, when the he Cowboys won forty-five round, to ten this week, but he should punch when he gets, him in the dick. When he gets blown out in the first round, they're not the going to get blown out in the first round. This He's going to get punched because in the they're going to play Carolina or they're going to play Atlanta in the first fucking round, and they're going to pop fucking Desmond Ritter's asshole. You know what was worse here in here in Jason Garrett do? Oh play please, by play. I thought please. Jason Garrett was great. I honest to God thought he did. He had a nice time. I he thought he was nice great. I wasn't annoyed time. with him at all. Because guess what? Chris Collins. You think worth, he's better than Chris Collins? I mean, worth? fuck. It's like I actually liked him better than Chris Collins. Worth. <laughs> Stupid. Um, okay, moving on because we're gonna get to that game here in a few minutes. Chiefs wide receiver Justin Ross had criminal charges dropped against him today. He was facing two charges for felony criminal damage and a misdemeanor of domestic battery. Uh, the Johnson County District Attorney's Office confirmed they dropped the charges. He is no longer facing any sort of repercussions, and an application for diversion in his case was granted. So Justin Ross is no longer uh, possibly going to jail because that's what everybody was talking about a week ago. Uh, the Raiders released veteran cornerback Marcus Peters today. Didn't understand really? that, but... He got benched yesterday. Yeah, he got benched yesterday, and uh, people close to Antonio Pierce said that Peters was giving minimal effort during practice uh, and that he had cost the team wins in the Bears and Dolphins games. Wow. So Marcus Peters uh, officially out there. And... Um, in some news last night, I don't know if anybody caught this, but Jason Kelsey left the field to play with two minutes left to go in the game before they went to overtime because he had to take a shit. Okay. He went in the locker room and took a shit. No coincidence that he back and won after that. Yeah, he just needed to. He had two untimely penalties in that game. Yes, he did. Never see out of him. We will so get to that. We will get to that. Bad. Yeah, he had to, poop. to run to the locker room right after that. Yeah, he got two penalties called on him and then went to poop. So, um. <clears throat> The Browns obviously lost their quarterback okay. yesterday, and uh, we'll talk about this game in some detail because I thought this was one of the most interesting ones of the weekend. Uh, Kevin Stefanski came out today and said Amari Cooper's rib injury and Dorian Thompson's concussion uh, are being monitored, but he considers them both day-to-day. -day. Uh, Thompson Robinson did not clear protocol today, and they do not expect him to tomorrow. Uh, Amari Cooper... In the rib injury, they're saying right now that it's nothing serious. And he Murray Cooper's a warrior. Week. He'll play this week, guaranteed. Cons considering how we'll get, he's there. a warrior. We'll talk about that game when we get there. I won't say. I'll save it. <laughs> uh, other than that, does anybody else have any other news they would like to share? No. Oh, oh. 
Were you watching Red Zone last night? Yes. yes. The uh, Red Zone studio had to be evacuated last night. I was sitting eating a bowl of soup. Yeah, what was it? And I heard fire alarms going off. And I'm sitting there looking around the house. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it was Red Zone. Uh, I guess the fire alarms were going off and the studio had to be Scott Hansen leave the air? Scott Hansen came on there and said, hey, listen, because this was with like five minutes left in the game. He goes, so there's only one game left on and we're supposed to cut away from it, but I have to evacuate the building right now. So... Whatever happens, happens. And then like two minutes later, he came back and said, yes, those are still the alarms going off, but I decided to come back in here and show you guys the top five plays of the day. And the alarms are still going off in the background. an old Chinese proverb. Yeah. And then he said the rest of the crew wasn't allowed back in the building, but they let him go back in. So shout out to Chris. Uh, Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen. You're a warrior. You ran it right He's to the ours. The captain Risk, was going down with the ship. Risking your life to bring us the top He's, five touchdowns. He's one of ours. I think he went to Bishop Foley. He's a proud Detroiter. And then quick anecdote on, on Red Zone, and I wonder if this has anything to do with it. Do you know where Red Zone is recorded? I don't. So the NFL. Not L.A.? It is L.A. The yeah. NFL and NFL Films and, NF, and NFL Network moved their entire campus to SoFi Stadium. Everything's right there. So I wonder if it was oh, a no tailgate shit. gone wrong or something like that. But huh. but they're on huh. the campus of SoFi, essentially, is NFL Network, and that's where the Red Zone studio is. Shout out to President Baker checking in. Leon, if you're late right now, we talked about CM Punk at the beginning of the show, so you better go back and listen. Oh, Carl's in here too, isn't he? Yeah, Carl wants to know if he could call in when we talk about the Ravens. I said I'd ask Why? you and that you, you know, I don't, it might be Why? tough. I don't think uh, that's the best idea. Um, is he drunk? The, no, this is the thing. If we were gonna have time, is it? If we we're gonna have, yeah. I mean, it's pushing five thirty. If we were gonna have Carl on the show, Disclaimer. I think it would have to be pre-recorded. That's fair. So that way we could edit it through. I'm not opposed to it, but it definitely has to be. We could do pre-recorded Ravens talk for the playoffs. Yes. when they go on their Super Bowl run, Carl will get that, you in. How does that sound, Carl? At some point, we'll, we're gonna pre-record though, because I don't know if the uh, I don't know if the audience wants to be educated on the the beauty of the poop swag or not. So, yeah, I can I couldn't agree. Let's more. go through the games. You, you ready? Just like that, I, I'm ready, ready man. You're Let's fucking, fucking ready? rock, dude. You Bruce, ready? can you send me a screenshot of our picks? Uh, I I can I will airdrop that to you right now because I have it right here. Um, we wait for that. We'll do that. Yeah, let's get into the picks. <laughs> Why is tr- Tom Brady trending right now? Is he coming back? Is he coming back for one last ride? Anyway, is it finally going to happen? Only thing he's riding is CAC. See why you got to go there? It's just went there. What? Why the fuck? That's what it is. There? Alex Smith told everybody how it was. Alex Alex Smith's a cuck, a bona fide cuck. He already he already he called it out for what it was. Hey, he wasn't the only one. You see Rex Ryan's reaction. Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan was like, "What the fuck?" No, but is this guy you know what? About? I think Rex Ryan is a fat, obnoxious slob, and I can't stand him. But his points about Billichek, you you can't argue with them. That's the problem. Until I die, I will argue that Brady and Belichick had a symbiotic relationship, and I appreciate what Brady did in Tampa. But in that era of Patriots football, they needed each other to win. 
Brady was the perfect quarterback yeah. to do that. Belichick and playing in a weak division really helped. Oh, get the too. fuck out of here it with did. that. No, I, it I'm, is what it is. I'm dude. with that take. Six, six uh, years Bowls, it wasn't weak. Some years it wasn't weak. And some years they had to go through the Colts, which mattered, which 100% mattered, the Peyton Manning Colts, because those were really fucking good teams. But, yeah, I mean, it it helps when you – it's the same with Aaron Rodgers here. It helps if you're able to prey on a really good division. It's, yeah, and he yes. only got one. Yeah. That's Favre. One. That's Favre. Fair. One. Yeah. Fair. Aaron Rodgers played in this Favre. division, only got one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Favre, when he went to the Vikings, won a division there. I mean, you got to fucking – you got to save for what it is, dude. Yeah. Go ahead. You can anyway. prey on them weaker teams. That's what New England did all those years. Nobody uh, remembers this, but back in the '80s, New England also had a good team back then that went to a Super Bowl. And you're 85. right, we don't remember it because it was ten years before we were born. Yeah, There's you no were, team you were born that's yet. Lost but more Super Bowls than the I, I remember. Andre Tippett and, and uh, Tony Eason fell asleep. By I fell asleep a couple times. It was very boring. <laughs> I thought it was sick. All right, what did you never seen before? We need to start out with Friday because we talked before the Friday game last time. Uh, in this game, everybody unanimously picked Miami. So, let's get into it. The Black Friday game. Miami headed to MetLife Stadium, which was voted by the players in an anonymous poll by an extremely wide margin. The worst stadium to play in this week. And uh, Seems like everybody gets hurt there. Everybody's the critiquing the, 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 turf. Turf. the turf. And we had another catastrophic injury in this game. If you have an outdoor stadium, there's, there's no reason no to have reason. <laughs> To have AstroTurf or Field Turf or whatever kind of turf. You need, you need grass at this point. Uh, Jalen Phillips, the standout defensive uh, player for Miami, tore his Achilles. Done for the year. I seen him when he did it. It all reminded me of was the Rodgers thing. Yeah, you watched the whole fucking thing go up his yeah. calf. It was gross. Uh, anyways, Miami comes out on top in this game, the first Tim Boyle start, the beginning of a new era for the Jets, 34-13, to and we may – just have somebody worse than Zach Wilson at the helm Hold on. for the New York Jets. I made the mistake of watching this whole game from Same. start to finish. As did I. I have something to say. I disagree with that. Ooh. I have two things to say. Number one, I think if Aaron Rodgers comes back, which it sounds like he's going to, it sounds like he'll be back by Christmas time. Congratulations Spicy. to you. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get his shit pushed in in this offense. I do too. I think he's going to get fucking destroyed. Offensive line is it's, awful. It's the worst. It's it's the worst. Awful. Because because Boyle made some. Of course, none of them were downfield, but he they gave him the keys to I'll the offense because he can run the I, offense. I I was shocked that he has the pocket presence that he has. He had, he had some. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Is he had some very serviceable throws. Now it made me think. I don't think Zach Wilson was that bad because Zach Wilson was just under duress the entire time. So if you're going to go with uh, Boyle, why don't you just go back to Zach Wilson at that point? I didn't think Tim Boyle was that bad. Of course, the Hail Mary wasn't great. But it's, it's, not, it's not his fault. It's a Hail Mary. No, that's not his fault. Um, but he, I, I thought he had a very serviceable game considering how lackluster his playmakers have been. Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch. Randall Cobb has four catches on the year. <laughs> All that considered, <laughs> it's not the same Garrett Wilson as last right. year. And, and it starts with their offensive line, and that's why you're seeing lackluster production from Brees Hall. That's why you're not seeing anything at all from Dalvin Cook. 
It starts there. And I think if they had a decent offensive line, this would be different. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers— They've got a shit ton of injuries up front. Regardless, regardless, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to come in and unlock this whole thing because their offensive line is that bad. And I disagree with you. I thought Tim Boyle was extremely serviceable. Not great, but serviceable, all things considered, because their offense is just bad. And Sean Payton was fucking right. Nathaniel Hackett sucks. You want to know something? He sucks. I was thinking that the entire fucking time because now you're at the point where— that, so, that you can't have all these quarterbacks this bad because I'm sorry Zach Wilson hasn't looked good for months I don't I Tim Boyle I mean if you want to call him serviceable you can't have serviceable in a team that was expected to maybe make a Super Bowl run yeah correct like it was just and I was blown away by Brees Hall's oh, lack was, of production was guys in the beginning of the year that talked about the Jets and about they did nothing to improve their offensive line this year mm-hmm. outside of Becton and Becton is hurt. So they're like the opposite of the Lions. The Lions sank some resources into their offense in the draft and all that, and they, they didn't do nearly enough with their defense. And the Jets did the opposite. The Jets sank all these these resources into their defense and the draft and all that. And the only thing they did for their offense is bring in Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and then, of course, Aaron Rodgers and Dalvin Cook. And that's not enough. Well, I mean, you could put lipstick on a pig. Well, they, they should have drafted a tackle. They knew they needed to draft a tackle, and they didn't draft yeah. a tackle. I mean, here it is right hey, here. Any guard, center, anti- If you take just Dalvin Cook by himself, right? Last year for Minnesota, he averaged 4.6 yards per carry. He had uh, almost 1,200 yards on 265 attempts. Okay? This year in 50 attempts, he has 162 yards. It's 3.1 yards per carry. Do we really think Dalvin Cook fell off that much? No. 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 This offensive line's an issue. The pass catchers are an issue. You, I mean, they've been targeting. How the, the fuck is Brees Hall doing it? Brees Hall's not it's, doing it's it. Got, the production's gone down. As, but that, as, as they've that given him more snaps. That tell you something right there, how good Brees Hall is. I agreed. As <laughs> they've given him more snaps, they're, they're game planning for him now. So yeah. he, if you take him out of the offense, you're, you're down to Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Who's, who hasn't done anything. Well, I thought. I actually. I don't agree with that i think he's doing everything he could do well yes but it's like it's not his fault that the ball's not getting to him okay Garrett wilson was targeted 10 times on 44 yards yeah i mean if you're gonna be that guy you're gonna be that guy you gotta break one of them man you've got to um can't break one of them you got fucking two people draped all over you on every fucking that's also true i mean because they have nobody else who's what are they gonna do you're gonna have you think the coverage is going to shift towards Xavier this Gibson? Is, this is why Tyler Conklin is having fucking 10 catches a game because you're just dumping it off to him. Wow. Because, yeah, you guys are Because everybody else is downfield covering Garrett Wilson. Uh, Miami continued to roll in this game two, uh, on a, with a two-interception game, though, uh, and they were ugly. But Raheem Mostert— oh, It just shows you how good that Jets defense is. Can I, can I say something? Yeah, sure. I don't think the Jets' defense is all that great anymore. I do. I think they're very good. No, I don't. I think they're very good as a unit itself to have to go out there constantly knowing your they're... offense is impotent okay, but... and try to to muster up that effort on every series. Before the season started, we thought this Jets' defense was comparable to Philadelphia's, and it's not. So in recent weeks, there's, there's a drop-off. There's a drop off every week. They Blind look squirrel. they look more fractured and the body language looks worse every week. You know who looks really fractured? Who I would love to take a run at, make a phone call on? 
You guys guess? You get one guess each on their defense, who I would love to see if you can bring over here. That yeah, should narrow it down. No, I would love him, and I think he looks fractured, but that's yeah. not the guy now. CJ Mosley? Sauce Gardner. His body language His body language looks worse and worse every week. He's playing worse and worse every week. No matter who he was guarding the other day, he got burned. I was going to say C.J. Mosley. No matter who he was on, he got burned. If it was Waddle, he got burned. Obviously, if it was Tyreek Hill, he got burned. No well, matter yeah. who. Well, he also made plays against some guys, too, though. He that's, made one nice play. totally accurate. Listen to me. I mean, Tyreek Hill was nine. A, good corners get burned. He was nine for 102 and a touchdown. Jalen Waddle. Eight for 114. Uh, Raheem Mostert had 94 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, and the Dolphins continue to roll. Continue to roll. Should we move on to the Sunday slate? Yes. Okay. In a... Divisional game. <clears throat> I'll wait. What are we doing? <laughs> At Dan, in a divisional game <laughs> that that had huge implications for uh, the placement in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons best the New Orleans Saints. Both teams are now sitting at five and six. Atlanta has the tiebreaker. They are the one seed in the NFC South. Atlanta wins this one twenty-four to fifteen. And I will be honest with you, this was the first time. I actually liked Arthur Smith's play calling all year. All year. They looked pretty fucking good. B. John Robinson, 16 for 91 and a touchdown. Tyler Algier, 10 for 64 and a touchdown. Against the defense that we didn't think was all that bad. Cordero Patterson got involved. Eight carries for 43 yards. That is an average of six yards per carry for all three running backs. Desmond Ritter, 13 for 21, 168 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. And God, were they bad picks, but you know what? But you know what? What's the key, what's the key number in that in that thing? 21 attempts. Exactly. And you're good. Any more than that, and you're fucked. You're good. Drake London, 5 for 91. B. John Robinson, 3 for 32 through the air and a touchdown. That's what this offense should look like. You should have. That should be going all year. 33 like carries between Bijan Algier and Cordero Patterson. Every game. Every game. Every game. Listen, I still think their offense is garbage. It is. Yeah, it I is. I still think Desmond Ritter's atrocious, and I think <laughs> they're in first place right now, but they're going to need something like yesterday to happen. The, the, the Saints just choked, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think I actually Derek do Carr think. Derek had some really untimely oh, turnovers. Boy, did, did he ever. I was just like, wow. Did he ever. I, I think that the Falcons are going to have a good crack at this. They're in first place out right now, right now. But if they get it, it's because they're going to back into this division. They're going to back right into it. I, just, I would be shocked hey, if they Jesse Bates win. really baited him on that throw. Yeah, that was a great play I was play like, God damn, that was veteran move all yeah. the way. That was a beautiful was like, play by Jesse When he Bates. caught that, I knew yeah. he was gone. Yeah. I was like, this motherfucker's gone. Yeah, and he, Derek Carr went back to the side. He's like, all right, all right, it's like, Br- brother, it's not all right. You're not going to get it back. Yeah. Um, I as, as this game was going on, I was looking at the schedule coming up. I mean, if, Atla- if Atlanta loses this division, because you got to remember, uh, Tampa Bay's got the first place schedule, right? Tampa Bay won the division last year. They have the first place schedule. And I think from what we've seen from Tampa Bay, they're no longer an entity in this, even though they're only one game back. 
Atlanta plays the Jets, Tampa, Carolina, Indy, Chicago, and New Orleans. I mean, if you can't muster three or four wins out of that, that's fucking awful. The Saints are also really banged up, too. And the Saints, yes. I mean, Michael Thomas on IR. Lattimore's on IR. Olave's injured. Olave's banged, banged up. up now. Like, it's... And Derek Carr played in this game questionable. Uh, for, for New Orleans going forward, obviously, they have Detroit. Carolina, the Giants, the Rams, Tampa, and Atlanta. Hold on. I think that schedule's a lot easier than the than the the schedule that the Falcons have. That's you just do. my that's that's my take there. That's my take. They're so, getting a reeling Lions team this weekend. Okay. I think the Ram did the Rams have to go to the Superdome? Yes. Stafford historically sucks in New Orleans, including a playoff loss. The Panthers. How many of the Falcons have against the Panthers? They should one be the, left. La- the last week, right? They all play each other one more time. Yeah, I mean, what a just they have three divisional games. In I'm done talking about this division. <laughs> We're all set. We've talked too much about the Fuck NFC this South division. Uh, okay, moving on. Atlanta would be my pick right now. It, today as it stands. Today as it stands. Atlanta Ooh, just because the Saints are that inept. They're that bad right now. They're that bad, and I mean, and they're that banged up. Like in all reality, the injuries are a huge issue for them right now. Um, we need to talk about yet another. Divisional game. <laughs> From Uncle Sam's favorite division, the AFC North, where real men play real football. The Pittsburgh Steelers headed to the jungle in Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Cincinnati dropped this one and fall to last place in the AFC North at five and six. Pittsburgh now right on Baltimore's tail at seven and four and in second place. I just I thought Jake Browning would have a better performance. It, it was Steeler D. It was Steeler D. Keep that in mind. I thought he was he again. Yeah. I thought he was for first career start. I thought he was okay, and that's against a good defense. Uh, for yeah. the record, as it comes to the picks, I was the only one who took Atlanta this week. Uh, and then uh, you were the only one who took Cincinnati in this game. So uh, yeah, I was zero for two on the Sunday slate for Uncle Sam. Pittsburgh comes out on top. It was 16, close enough that where you could pat yourself on the back. Sixteen to ten. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense just continues to roll. And honestly, this was the first time since 2020 that the Pittsburgh offense had over 400 total yards. And the first time this year that they outgained their opponents. Yes. Kenny Pickett, 24 (laughs) for 33, 278 yards. Najee Harris, 15 for 99 and a touchdown. Jalen Warren got banged up in this game, but he was 13 for 49. Pat Fryermuth, I think this was his first game back off of IR. Yeah. Nine for 120. George Pickens, three for 58. Um, if Pittsburgh does that, they'll win a lot of games because realistically the defense is that good. You're going to need 16 more. You're going to need more than 16 points out of your offense. Yeah, but they haven't so far. That's the fucking thing. When they play Baltimore and when they play Baltimore, you're going to need more than 16 points out of your offense. Uh, Jake, Jake Browning's first official start 19 for 26, 227 yards, a pick and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, big factor in this game, eight for 16. Can you explain to me? I get it. You're going up against a great defensive front with, with a How, with a fucking you have with a quarterback who's a high school senior out there playing quarterback, and you only give Mixon the ball eight times. The whole takeaway we had from Friday was this should be the Joe Mixon show. Joe Mixon should get thirty carries in this game. What the fuck? I get it. He wasn't effective the eight tries you gave to him, but whew. Uh, Jamar Chase, four for 81. Drew Sample and with three, the lone and, touchdown. And two of those were fucking tip passes. 
Uh, deflected passes. If you're Baltimore, does Pittsburgh worry you at all? No. No. You're not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Kenny Pickett. The defense just keeps playing and playing. They just keep coming, dude. They're relentless. Uh, Next up. Let's move on to the game that cost Frank Reich his job. The Carolina Panthers headed to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'd like to preface by saying both these teams are dog shit. I mean, I think Tennessee is dog. They won this game, but they're dog shit. Uh, Three of us picked Tennessee in this one. Bruce picked Carolina. Absolutely. Uh, Tennessee is now four and seven and fourth in the AFC South. Carolina one and ten, the worst record in football. Um, do we do we have anything here? I mean, Derrick Henry eighteen for seventy six. He broke four yards per carry for once and got two touchdown rushes in this game. A lot of Tennessee's faults from their from the lackluster year uh, on uh, Derrick Henry to the fact that they can't muster up enough of a passing attack. Even though we know they have it in them, Will Levis has that one good game. A lot of it's just their offensive line is just it's dead, it's literally dead, and I don't see a lot of viability going forward. Um, but I, I like the fu- I I feel a lot better about the future of the Titans today than I did say three months ago. I think they're in great standing to build something going forward. You got to give Derrick Henry a lot of fucking credit. I mean, he did that with a an atrocious line. They had a couple goal line stance to where my man got the ball and they had people fucking hanging on him as soon as he had. Add the ball. Yeah, Will Levis. Like wow, eighteen for twenty-eight hundred eighty-five yards. Um, DeAndre Hopkins led the team in receiving, three for forty-nine. As far as Carolina goes, Bryce Young eighteen for thirty-one, one hundred and ninety-four yards. Chuba Hubbard fourteen for forty-five. Miles Sanders fifteen for twenty-eight. Chuba Hubbard got the rushing touchdown. Has Miles Sanders been one of the biggest disappointments out of any player this I, year? I just, I'm going to be honest with you. I got a feeling that's. This could be partly the reason of Frank Reich's demise was not utilizing him enough. I mean, you gave him 15 carries. This game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, go, back, go back fucking eight weeks. Guy was getting fucking maybe one, two carries a game. It's ridiculous, dude. I mean, you got to figure in 2022, yeah. Miles yeah, Sanders listen, you're, hit 1,300 yards. You're, you're supposed to do the best you can with what you got. Okay. Obviously, he had a quarterback there that he didn't want. He publicly stated that. That's probably another reason why he got fucking jolted, you know, because True. ownership wasn't going to deal with that bullshit. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Mingo in this game uh, had one of his better games so far this year. Uh, the wide receiver put up four receptions, 60 yards. Chuba Hubbard also had five for 47 through the air. Um, I think we've spent enough time on this game. I hated it. We're done with the NFC South for the day. I think it was pretty oh, I fucking so. awful. We oh all, no, we got one more. You said we were all pretty good with our picks, but he did terrible. What? Yeah, yeah, you were fucking awful. <laughs> you were awful on your picks. Oh, uh, this week? Yeah. What, are you talking shit right now, Bruce? Yes, he is. Yes, I am. Yeah. Because uh, I just finished doing the tally. Whatever. What's the tally? I'd just like to know. Eight. We all got eight. He got five. We all got eight. Mm-hmm. Well, not counting the games that happened. Friday and Thursday, and we were all the same on those games. There's, the Friday there's a game. Games there's a game tonight, so you can't count that because it hasn't happened. 
I think we were all the same on the, the Thursday and Friday games, though. When that was in my defense, I Atlanta could have lost that game real easy. Anyways, I highlighted all. Oh, oh, I thought I had one up because I took. Uh... Oh, he took. He's the only one who took Cleveland. Oh, and you took Cleveland. Anyways, uh, Tampa Bay headed to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Uh, I was the only one who took Indianapolis here. You were. You all took New England. Yeah, that was a fucking mistake. Uh, <laughs> Indianapolis moves to six and five on the year after beating the Buccaneers. Uh, they are now six and five and tied for second in the AFC South. Tampa Bay falls to four and seven, drops to third in the NFC South. Indianapolis wins this one 27 to 20. Jonathan Taylor, the story from this game, 15 rushes, 91 yards. That's six yards per carry and two touchdowns on the ground. Zach Moss was eight for 55. That's seven yards per carry. And Gardner Minshew ran one in, but through the air, he was 24 for 41, 251 yards in a pick. Michael Pittman, 10 receptions for 107 yards against his dad's old team. As for the Buccaneers, Baker, 20 for 30, 199 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Rashad White, 15 rushes for 100 yards. That's seven yards per carry. Mike Evans, six for 70 and two tuds through the air. Had a very nice game between Mike Evans and Jonathan Taylor here. Uh, anybody have any takeaways from this one? The fucking turnovers killed him. Yeah, turnovers killed him. They did what they could. I thought Tampa did what they could. I thought it was a good effort. Oh, yeah, Baker also had a fumble in this game. Credit to uh, the Colts are humming, and if my math is correct, they are in it right now. They're the seventh seed. And I told you, you can't count out the Colts. Yeah. I think we're close to being able to count out the Chargers. We're close to being able to count out the Raiders. And there's one more team I thought you couldn't count out in the AFC. But you can't. The Colts are right there. Uh, actually, the Colts jumped the Texans mm -hmm. in the standings as of right now because I think they have the matchup. Yep. Uh, Big game there. The the the. The uh, excuse me. The Texans and Jaguars was a huge game with so many implications. So many implications. Shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so no, Indianapolis still very much in it. Are we ready to write Tampa Bay now? Can we please? Please. That division's There's just, six games left. This division's too shitty to write them off. Okay. We went through the other hold on. Hold on. We went through the other two. They play Carolina, Atlanta, Green Bay, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Carolina. Oh, they still play Carolina twice. Oh God. You're right. They're not you can't write them off. You can't. Yeah. You can't write um, any of those teams uh, off until they until they've lost all the what games. What about Carolina? Right out, Carolina. Right off, Carolina. We can, sure. we can officially write off. And Carolina. Carolina was my preseason pick to win that division, so maybe. Well, who's coach now? That everybody got fired. I don't know. Jim Qual Jim Caldwell has a say on offense. Excuse me. Jim Caldwell <laughs> has a bit of a say on offense. How? Last Dick Swan. Wow. Last last guy alive. Right. <laughs> uh, Chris Tabor is now the interim head coach. Okay. Do Didn't he play for the Lions? Chris Tabor. Tabor. Didn't he play for the Lions? That's Tez T's Tabor. Do we should we find out who Chris Tabor is? I don't know about him. Uh, all right, let's find out real quick. Um, he's from St. Joseph, Missouri. He went to Benedictine. Eminem's from St. Joseph, Missouri. He went undrafted in the 1993 draft. But he uh, moved here. He was the Panthers special team coordinator. Anyway. So he is now the new head coach of the Carolina Good luck. Panthers, Chris Tabor. Uh, moving on.
to the game that redefined offense as we know it, the New England Patriots. Bye-bye, Bill Belichick. Headed to MetLife Stadium to play Tommy DeVito, baby, and the New York Giants. And Tommy DeVito pulls out his big brajol and slaps Bill Belichick right in the face with it as the New York Giants. Whatever. They missed a field goal. The like New York man. Giants destroy the New England Patriots in a 10-7 to ball game. Did you yeah. see all that Freud. shit that people are complaining that they played the Sopranos theme song? I don't give a fuck. I'm so happy they did. Yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, Bruce, the only this one. It's the Giants' house. Bruce, the only one with the brain here. He's the only one who took the Giants in this week's picks. We all took New England. Goomba. Uh, is it? Do we buy in yet? Are we buying in yet on Tommy DeVito? No. He had another week with 104 QBR. He was 17 for 25, 191 yards and a touchdown. He also was 5 for 6 on the ground. Mac Jones got yanked halfway through this one. He was 12 for 21 with two picks beforehand, and he also had the lowest QBR on the week, 27. Bailey Zappi came in in relief at 9 for 14 for 54 yards and a pick of his own. Ramondre Stevenson, one of the only high points for the Patriots, 21 for 98 and the, the lone touchdown on the ground. Demario Douglas, 6 for 49. I think he has emerged as the number one guy there. Um, as far as the Giants go, Saquon Barkley, 12 for 46. Jalen Hyatt, 5 for 109. Finally, finally, finally. Finally has somebody throwing to him. Finally get him to wake up. Uh, and Isaiah Hodgins, on his lone reception, had the touchdown for the Giants. Um, when, when is, when is it going to, what, what do you do if you're Robert Kraft? What do you do now? Like, I, I think we're done with Mac Jones. That, you think that was it? I think we're, I think, think that, that was, was the last of it. I, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't pull the rug out on him. That's gotta be it, right? Yeah. You see whoever it is, it was Will Greer, right? Go Will see. Greer got cut. Okay, so they it, cut him before so this it's, game. It's Zappy. See if you have a pulse and Zappy, similar to what he did last year when Mac Jones was out. See if you got it. It's a new regime. Everyone's going to be gone. Belichick's going to be gone. So yeah. see what's going on. See see what else you have. It's Mac Jones, ain't it? It's over. It was never on. To be honest with you, it was just all a facade. Their defense is decimated too. They got so many injuries right now. Wh whose defense? The Patriots. New England. I mean, listen to me. They are awful. Yeah. They are fucking awful. When you let Tommy DeVito rip 10 on you and you lose 10-7, you ever think a Patriots team could lose 10-7? No. I mean, it's just so Tommy fun. DeVito sucks. I'm so here for the story to continue, oh. though. He's one of ours, so we can never discredit him. We got a Paisan but under under center in New York in from Jersey in playing in Jersey. He's got that TD necklace. I love when they showed his family yesterday, and they were all fucking ripping and they just looked like our family. Like, they just looked like they belonged on this podcast. So I'm excited to see that going forward. I think he's going to get his ass handed to him. Um, <laughs> but I'm a big Tommy DeVito guy. When you got a quarterback going like this after he scores and he's having a big play to gobble ghoul, there's what's not to like? What's not to like? It's Christmas. It's the holidays. Amen. Next up, we have a <sighs> divisional game. The game that had the most implications of the week. Well, one of the top two most implications of the week. The Jacksonville Jaguars headed to Houston to play the Texans. 
Did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Great football game. Something disappointed. The fucking officials were so bad. In they were awful. Um, Houston had this one in their grasps, and unfortunately, the missed kick for Matt Amendola that went off the crossbar not only cost the Texans this game, but it also cost him his job. He was waived about 10 minutes. Ago. Oh, wow. So wow. Someone who knows how to fucking do it. Well, a 58-yard field goal. He got his With all that being said, kicker. he was the backup. He's the backup kicker. Oh. Tommy Fairbairn had been out for the past That's month. That's right. That's right. So he must be ready to go now. I'm sure after yesterday he is. But maybe the Lions should look at him. Who, Matt Amendola? Yeah, all he you did have was a bop. guy who can't kick field goals. Hold on. He bounced the 58-yarder off the crossbar. I'll bet you fucking what's-his-name couldn't even come close to that 58-yarder. They even given him a shot? Oh, stop. No. He's not. He, he's, stop. I, th- I think the whole. The fucking extra point. You have one knock, job. You have one job. The whole knock on Pick Riley Patterson is that he has no leg. And why, why is he playing in the NFL? He hit some big clutch kicks last year in the playoffs, and they oh, just weren't from a distance. a player on the street that could kick a ball. Listen, if the Lions had their way, it doesn't come down to kicking 58 yarders. And C.J. Stroud said it in the press conference yesterday. You know, you can blame Matt all you want, but we wanted to go down and either score a touchdown or get him a couple more yards to make the kick manageable, and we didn't do that. They didn't you, can't get... really, you can't really blame the kicker on that one. No. That being said, they were robbed all game. The Texans were robbed all game. That would have been that completion to Tank Dell would have been the longest air yards. Would have been the longest the air yards. I was like, in where, NFL where, history. where's the penalty? That was 60 yards in the air. I was like, where's the penalty? Didn't they see tried, one. they showed it, and I was like, what the fuck? Didn't see one. There was questionable PI. There was questionable. And then the, the, the Jags got robbed out of some calls, too. Yeah. The Jags got jobbed as well. Just really, really poor officiating in that game. In what was arguably the most impactful game of the weekend. And you, you never want the officials no, to be the story. Not in a game that's that big of a deal. No. Uh, CJ Stroud continued a hot streak, though. 26 for 36, 304 yards, two touchdowns. Stroud boy stand up. QBR of 116. Very nice game for him. He also had 47 yards and a touchdown on the ground. The ball got around, too. It was, it was everyone. Mainly Tank Dell, but Nico Collins was involved. Yesterday. Nico Collins, 7 for 104 and a touchdown. Tank Dell, 5 for 50 and a touchdown. Devin Singletary hauled down 6 through the air for 54 yards. Bobby Trees had a catch, and so did a bunch of other guys. Well, they had, I've uh, never heard what's of What's his name? Was, uh, Noah Brown was inactive. Noah Brown was play. inactive. Second straight week. And he's been looking for him big time. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, now that you're looking at this, they've got enough guys to catch passes there. Yeah, Bobby Trees, two for 40. Whoever Xavier Hutchinson is had a big catch. John Mechie had a catch in this game. Uh, they got enough guys there. Dalton Schultz, a non-factor, and that's with yeah. that's with uh, one of their biggest targets out. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, 23 for 38, 364 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Travis Etienne, rough day. Against this uh, Texans front, 20 for 56. That's 2.8 yards per carry. Left the game for a second. Yes, he did. And in that time, Dernest Johnson came in and got carries over Tank Bigsby, which I was shocked by. Imagine your your mom's pushes you out, and she the doctor goes, "What are we going to, Mrs. Johnson? What are we going to name this baby?" And she goes, "Dernest." <laughs> Dernest. Trevor Lawrence ran one in on the ground. Uh, Calvin Ridley finally came alive now that Uncle Sam traded him off his fantasy team. No a- coincidence that their offense is humming right now. 
while they're throwing the ball to Calvin Ridley. No coincidence. Five for 89 and a touchdown for him. Christian Kirk, four for 89 in a nice little game for the Jaguars receivers. Um, Does does this – how bad was this for Houston? Bad. I think they could still get into the playoffs, though. I think they'll get into the playoffs. Um, but I think the chances of it'll be tough because there's three teams in that north that are going to go in. The chances of them, I don't think Cleveland's getting in anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't no. see it. We'll get, we'll get there. I'm, I'm a little bit lower on Cleveland though. I'll tell you why later. I, I'm just upset that I wanted, I really wanted to see, and I, you guys know how much I like Jacksonville. I wanted to see Houston win that game. I love the Houston story. Dude, I love the team. Stroud is incredible. I want them to win this division, and I think the chances for them to win this division got a, it got a lot harder with yesterday's loss. But I still think that this is a playoff team. Jacksonville won that because you jumped ship. What do you mean? Because I jumped, jumped ship. ship. I didn't jump listen, ship. Listen, it, it, let me tell you something. Houston's at a place where nobody, I mean nobody, thought they would be right. We thought we That's good. Genuinely, awesome. we yeah. thought Houston was going ship. to be. We thought Houston was going to be down there with the Patriots and and the and the Panthers. Yes, like realistic. And Tampa Bay, right. we and, all thought Tampa Bay was. Going yeah, to be I thought Tampa Bay would be the worst team in, in football. League. But I mean, um, I didn't jump ship. I still love Jacksonville. The Houston Houston is a great story. Okay, it's right. just like you know how much I hate the fucking Broncos. I can't stand Russell Wilson. Was there Wilson. a bigger? Hold on now. Okay, hold Outside on, we're the get Detroit Lions, is there a bigger? Fucking clusterfuck team in the NFL than the fucking Houston Texans. No, they were well, maybe awful the Browns. at one point. Maybe the Browns, but no, Houston was fucking awful. The story is awesome. Yeah, the story. This Houston team feels Go like back. Cincinnati did Tug a couple and Rub years. Bailed. Ago. He didn't want to be there anymore. Tug and yeah. Rub bailed. He didn't want to fucking be at Houston. I hope sucks. whatever Stroud is doing, I, I hope it persists. I don't know if it's going to. I always thought he would buck that Ohio State quarterback trend. I love watching him play. I love his receivers. I love Nico Collins. I love Tank Dell. And I hope it persists. They're going to go. The Texans will go as Stroud does. Next I, I, Stroud I think Nico Ryan deserves a lot of credit for this too. Oh, 100%. He's a play, player's do. coach. I mean, they're at a place that players coach. nobody thought they would be. Yeah. Agreed. And they and they still have some. They traded out. They obviously traded one of their picks so they can get Will Anderson. But they still have some draft capital. They still have a first round pick. Oh yeah. There's there's a lot to like about Houston. Now they have to do work to. I mean, some you could already make the case that the the gap is bridged with Jacksonville. Yeah. I just think you're seeing a really uncharacteristic Jacksonville this year, and I think that their best football's in front of them at the moment. Yeah. Um. But you know the Texans have some work to do. But they, of course they're a story for the future, and I'm excited to see it. It starts with Stroud, though. You love talking about these young defensive guys. Um, do you think Will Anderson was a whiff yet? What do you mean? Was it, as the third round is the third overall pick? Do you think Will Anderson uh, is this year's Trayvon Walker? No. 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 I know the question was no, to him, I, but I but no. He's better than Trayvon Walker. No. I think Will Anderson will be fine. He's been a little banged up. Their defense plays to their scheme. And and for that, the guy who plays opposite him gets no play. Yeah. Bernard, 
Yeah. He gets no fucking play, and the guy is a stud, dude. It's 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 similar to Aiden Hutchinson. They're game planning for Will Anderson, and it's opening up everyone else, though, because they have yeah. the talent, whereas the Lions don't. Like Henry 2020, the other rookie from Alabama, Correct. has been thriving this year at yes, linebacker for him, for them. Yep. And it so, basically, he's only playing because of injuries right now. Yeah, he is, exactly. He wasn't supposed him to be. Christian Harris. He's like a fourth or fifth playing, round pick. Yeah. Give it, give it time on their defense. I think Will Anderson will be outstanding once they get. It's the same as Hutchinson. As soon as they get Will Anderson some help on the other side, he's going to be really good. And he already had a decent start to the year. It's just slowed down now because they can game plan for him. That's all it is. One hundred percent. It was Stroud. You got to fucking be on your toes. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll come, keeping everybody. Up. He'll come back and bite you in the ass. Um, next up. Another big game with a lot of meaning. The Cleveland Browns headed to Mile High to play the Denver Broncos. Denver sitting at six and five and second in the AFC West. Cleveland seven and four now and third in the AFC North. Denver gets a big, big, big important win in this game, twenty-nine to twelve. And Russell Wilson, you're gonna, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Russell Wilson is officially back. Thank you. As much as I hate it. As much as I hate saying it, I don't Why like him. I don't like Denver. I don't like you Russ. Loved him last year, but because I I swore him off. I swore him off. Listen, I we all we Denver. all thought they were going to challenge for a championship. I last picked year. Denver to win the division that last year over Kansas ship. City. You know who else is back? That by the way, Sean Payton. Listen, fuck you, yeah. Sean, <laughs> Sean Payton. Sean Payton's is back. back. There's something I want to talk about in regards to this game. Who is Cleveland's best player? Who's their MVP? One of the MVPs in the league this Miles year. Garrett. Miles Garrett. The Broncos, and I saw that I didn't notice it in real time watching the game. I only saw it on Red Zone. I didn't notice this in real time watching the game. But the Broncos brilliantly game plan for Miles Garrett yesterday. They, it was flawless. It was all Sean Payton. I'll tell you exactly what they did. I saw it on Sports Center last night. They made Miles Garrett make business decisions. They go, you know what? We can't beat Miles Garrett. He's unbeatable. He's that much of a force. He's the best defensive player of the league this year. You can't double team him because you'll lose somewhere else on that defense. So you know what they did? They go, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run right at Miles Garrett, and we're going to make him make the business decisions. So they would run Russ RPO to the outside on Miles Garrett. They would run McLaughlin and Javante Williams past Miles Garrett, and they had to make Miles Garrett run around all over the place. And guess what happened? Miles Garrett was injured yesterday because he had to be in on running plays while he was chasing from behind. He had to actually do work yesterday. They game planned perfectly. And there's a reason. If you score 29 on that Browns defense, that's good. That yeah. is very good. Even the Niners couldn't do that. <laughs> Watch the fuck out for the Broncos. I agree. It's 100% right now. And you want to know, this is the thing, right? The, every There's two people down here that tout this Browns defense up there as the best defense in the league. One of two. One of two. And I thought Russ played perfectly against them. I thought they've ran the ball effectively enough against them to win this game. And the biggest story probably from this game is that Miles Garrett was seen leaving in a sling and quote unquote heard they, they something. Said okay. They said there's no structural damage. Yeah. But he said he heard something pop in his arm. Stefanski says he is day to day as if, well. If you don't have even if there's no structural damage, it's great for long term. But if you don't have range of mobility, you can't play yeah. that position. If he can't I, make I a full circle can, with you his have arm. To worry about Miles Garrett. He's fucking He's a beast. Monster. He's a beast. He's a monster. But the thing is, there's the blueprint I, though. I, I just, I, I think Russell Wilson is, is, is really. Do you you want to know? Set why? the tone for every. He shut everybody up from what he was last year. He's doing you just. Not blame him for last year. He's doing just enough 
to win the games, and he's do and he's not making mistakes. He's no. efficient. He's extremely extremely efficient. efficient. On the other hand, Dorian Thompson Robinson got absolutely slobber knocked on a play, left this game with a concussion. He was good yesterday, though. He looked good Very up until he got slobber knocked. Yep. PJ Walker comes in. Was average at best. It, it fell apart. Yeah. It needs it to go apart. through. There's a reason DTR won the job. It, and, I, and again, I wanted to see, you know, he had to go through Baltimore the first time. And then what was it? Pittsburgh last week. Yep. yep. Th- that's a tough. Those are two tough starts. I wanted to see him against a little bit more of a lackluster defense in Denver. And he showed that little sliver. So I would love to see it. Their season's going to them getting into the playoffs is going to come down to him you, and who they you play. You notice ever since that 70 point fucking ass fucking they took. Asshole. Early in the year, mm-hmm. what was it? Third game of the year, right? Against Miami, yeah. yep. Third game. Against Miami, they haven't lost a fucking game since. They lost one more after that. I thought they haven't lost. They one lost since. to Chicago, I think. Yeah, didn't they? Yep. They lost to Chicago the well, week after that. The, uh, um, but here, here, you want to have this conversation right now? They've won six in a row. Uh, man, they, I think it's five in a row. They've won five in a row. They their last loss uh, after Miami, they came out beat Chicago. And then lost back to back nights or back to back weeks. The Jets in Kansas City, yeah. And then and, they've won five in a row. And they should have beat the Jets. They should have beat the Raiders at the beginning of the year. It should have been Kansas City. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, it was a so nineteen. They, they lost that long. game. They were the in. It was a Thursday night game. They were in that game. Yeah. They were they they weren't blown out in that game. They were in that game, and it, there was just disarray. So let's have this conversation right now. Imagine. I mean, we could play this game all day, but imagine if they did win those games they should have won against the Raiders and against uh what was the other one the, Jets. Other, the Jets you give them those two what are they seven and three seven and four right uh if you give them two extra wins they're eight and three they're eight and three who would that put them tied with Kansas City Chiefs yep, yep. they'd be winning that division right now they just beat saying. Kansas City already and they already beat him just saying Correct. just saying it just do I think they're going to win the division? Do no, but they're for the sure getting into the playoffs. Uh, so here we go. Denver's schedule going forward uh, at Houston this week. That's a f- fucking great game. That's going to yeah. be a great. That's a fun one. That should be a good game. Uh, then at the Chargers. Another okay. good game. At Detroit. <laughs> On paper right now, I'm, I'm taking the Broncos over the line. Right now, today, I would take the Broncos okay. over the Lions. Uh, at home against New England. <laughs> okay. Medicine. At home against the Chargers. Okay. And they finish off the year at the Raiders. Listen. At the Raiders? Listen, they could easily fucking probably at least maybe only two losses in that stretch. I think they lose this week against Houston, personally. I think they could sweep the schedule. I, I don't. I don't. I think they could sweep the schedule. I think they could beat the Chargers twice. I'm I think take, they could beat the Chargers twice. I'm taking them against the Raiders. I'm taking them against in the Lions. In a shootout, who do you like better, Houston or them? In a shootout, Houston. Houston, because I give the edge to the to the Texans' defense. Yeah, I think their defense is better. In a shootout. I don't think Sean Payton is going to get out game plan by D'Amico Ryans. No, I don't either. That's my two cents on that. Uh, if you're Cleveland, are we sounding the alarm? You kind of, If Miles Garrett's long-term banged up and, and DTR— Dr. Robinson can't go yeah. for a week or two. Yeah. Well, it, not only that, if he doesn't take a step, if he doesn't take a step up— yeah, they're, and then and then Amari Cooper too. They're talking that um, Joe Flacco will start this weekend if DTR does not clear concussion protocol. We're done here. <laughs> Joe Flacco. See, Uncle Wait, Sam's you know, so intrigued. You don't think right Swing and Joe got a couple games left in him? No. 
See, he does. He loves. He hey. guess what? If Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback for the Browns, he's picking him in every I'll, game. For I'll us. give you this if though. Joe Flacco was still in New York. We wouldn't even be talking about. This Listen, game. I'll I'll give you this. I'm excited to see it. I've always thought Joe Flacco was elite when that conversation happened for a decade. I think I think you, he didn't. That wasn't his fluke Super Bowl. I think he had a little bit to do with it, and I think he was a great quarterback for a short time there. I don't like Joe Flacco out of the league for as long as he's been running an already lackluster, banged up offense. I I don't. Yeah. I don't. Next up, we're ready to move on, right? Yes. Yeah. And he had another. Divisional game. The Rams headed to the desert in Arizona to play the Cardinals. Arizona takes yet another loss. Now sitting at two and ten and fourth in the NFC West. The Rams advance to five and six in third place. LA takes this one 37 to 14. Kyler Murray. 27 for 45, 256 yards and a touchdown. He also had two yards rushing for a touchdown on the ground. Uh Marquise Brown, six for eighty-eight. Greg Dortch, 3-for-27 and a touchdown. Trey McBride, 7-for-60. Rondale Moore, 2-for-35. And I will say, I think Kyler Murray did a very nice job of spreading the ball around yesterday, but they were not able to run the football I, I will say at this. All. He was getting fucking plastered. He took some hits in this game. He took about four or five hard shots in this game. The big story from this game, though, Kieran Williams in his first game off of IR, 16 for 143 on the ground, and then he picked up 6 for 61 and two touchdowns through the air. Royce Freeman, 13 for 77 and a touchdown. That's over 200 yards on the ground for the Rams. That's Sean McVay offense right there. What you've seen yesterday is Sean McVay at his best, running the football and then throwing it off of that. If my math is correct, there were no touchdowns between Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, right? Uh, so Cooper Cup left the game, okay. banged up. He Again. came into the game, banged up, left That's the game, game, banged up. He was three for 18. Uh, Puka Nakua, four for 27. The big story here is a name we haven't heard in weeks. Tutu Atwell. Tutu baby. Atwell, three for 76. And also Tyler Higby, five for 29 and two touchdowns for him. Yeah. Big game for a lot of the names you didn't expect to hear on the Rams. But that's Sean McVay offense right there. You don't yeah. know who's going to get the ball. You're expecting other guys to score, and all of a sudden they put 30 fucking points on you. Stafford. defense does just enough to keep you in check. Stafford was 25 for 33, 230 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. There you go. I'm curious to see what the Rams' chances are if we – we can go through and audit it, but we could see what they would look like in a favorable scenario in the playoff machine because I think the Rams are not out of it at the moment. Well, real quick. Let's... They have two wins against Seattle. Hold on. They got Rams going forward. Cleveland at home against Cleveland. Oof. Depends on the quarterback. That's a hell of a game there. At Baltimore. Loss. At home against Washington. They should be able to win that. At home against NOLA. Should be able to win that. At Tommy DeVito. Should be able to win that. At Frisco. I mean, maybe two so losses They should there. at least win four out of the last and six. And what's their record right now? Uh, they are five and six. So but you give them four wins, nine and eight could totally get them We've got to talk about this, though, because the Rams have done this a couple times this year. Okay? Like, they beat Seattle week one. And then we were like, oh, wait, the Rams, right? And they come out and they Lost the Cardinals. Well, no, they beat Arizona. Oh, they did. They beat Arizona, then lost three in a row. And the third one of that three in a row was a 20-3 to loss at Green Bay. 
I don't want to like they'll out of those games. Yeah. There's two on paper that they should lose, but they'll drop an extra one. They'll drop the one to Washington or drop the one next week to Cleveland. Like I just don't, I'm not there yet. On there's it. also health issues. Oh, I mean, they're probably the most banged up team in the league right now. Who? Cooper cup physically cannot stay on the field anymore. Every game. He goes out hurt every game. Do they need him? But I think they got. A, I think they, they got might a not bit more. I I love that Stafford offense against the Cleveland defense with a banged up Miles Garrett. I like that. that I be, like that, that scenario right there. That oh. could be fun. That so hypothetically, you got the Browns. It's it's in L.A. this week. Yeah, it's at SoFi. Hype, hypothetically, that's your Super Bowl right there because if they win that one, your only clear cut loss going forward is Frisco. Is Frisco. Ba- Baltimore and Baltimore. Baltimore. Hypothetically. If San Francisco is not playing anything, playing for anything at the end of the year, you know maybe the Rams can make a put. That's what it's going to come down to is what San Francisco is playing for. And yeah. then conversely, if the Rams get the seven seed and the Lions end up with the two, you got Stafford coming here for a playoff game at Ford Field. That'd be I don't hella think the fun. Lions get the two. Night right now, I don't think they get the two. Either. No. I don't care as long as they win their division. I, I don't give a fuck where they play. To be honest with you. Next. A home playoff game. That's all I want. Huh? If you win your division, you get a home playoff game. Yep. I understand that. That's it. That's all you need. Next up, we have what I believe is our last what? Divisional wait, game? divisional game, divisional game anyway. of the weekend. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs headed to the Las Vegas Strip to play. What? He's just constantly. I know. He's just never episodes. where we need him to yeah. be. It's real simple. <sighs> You're supposed to talk into the fucking microphone. You're Go good right now? Who are we talking about? The Kansas City Chiefs headed to the Las Vegas Strip to play the Raiders. Kansas City comes out on top in this one, 31-17. I will say this. The Raiders gave, gave a fucking legitimate hey, shot. I, I'm going to say this Angel right now. Angel not as hey, bad as I thought hey, he was. Hey, I want, you to, I want you to eat your words right now. Why? The road to the Super Bowl still goes through Kansas City. It does. Bullshit. 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 Whatever. AFC, it goes through Kansas City. Bullshit. No, it doesn't. Not even close. I'll tell you what. This is the worst Kansas City Chiefs team we've seen since Mahomes has been there. They still keep winning. Yes, but it's it's like it's it's not. There's no security there. I'm sorry. There's not. And you say they keep winning because they're playing dumpster teams. Because they played a hot team who's halfway decent in Denver and lost. All right? Period. They They played a team that's won two in a row. They had to play Philadelphia, and they lost. The, yeah, but the Raiders won two in a row, and I'm not all, I'm not sold on them. And they got a watered down Max Crosby. What does that mean? They got a watered He's down version up. of Max Crosby. He's the first player this year to have the doubtful tag and to come in and play. He's just a little banged up right now. All right, I, I don't shot. buy the doubtful question. I'm not about it. Bullshit. I'm not about it because right now, if you look at if you look at Kansas City's right. schedule going forward, and I know we're gonna fucking argue about this, but they're playing Buffalo in two weeks, and Kansas City will lose that game. No question. If, if it's the Buffalo team from yesterday, yeah. But mm-hmm. real, real quick though, I disagree that the Raiders were they were in it for a quarter at the beginning of the game, and then they were up fourteen to nothing at one point, and it should have been seventeen to nothing. There was a yeah. missed field goal, but that was it. But that was all at the beginning of the game, and then. Hypothetically, from there, they it's thirty-one to seven. The score for the rest of the game. 
Yeah. So, or excuse me, 31 to three. Doesn't mean the Chiefs aren't bad. Been saying it all year. I, I don't know what we're going to get every week. I'll give him credit. Yesterday, he found the receivers a little bit better, but it's the it's the Raiders. I want to see you do the, that again. The drops, the Bills, the drops are just ruining them. I'll be out. Kansas City's pass catching corpse is awful. You want to know what it's reminiscent of to me? Baltimore from last year. It was so putrid at one point when Bateman was hurt and Duvernay was hurt. And it was just a bunch of fucking guys that you didn't like and you didn't know. And there wasn't one that was consistent and there wasn't one that was reliable. It's like the Giants. But the only benefit you have is that you have Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. That's how bad I truly believe it is. Sky Moore is, is, is a punt returner. I'm sorry. That's, that's the long and the short of it, right? Outside of Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice had a very nice game after he dropped four balls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what the fuck, dude? Ugh. And I get it. You know what? You're not expecting the angles that it comes in at because he throws them from weird angles. And, and I, you know what? But that shit's hitting you in the hands. You get paid to do that. And I will say this this, the Chiefs defense that we've actually been saying, oh, this defense is the best part about their team right now. They allowed 110 yards to Josh Jacobs yesterday. He had a nice game. 20 for 110. Yeah, he had a 63-yard. They let Aiden O'Connell light him up. Aiden O'Connell threw for 248 yards and a touchdown. You know, I like him. I've always I, liked I, him. I'm not going to bullshit you. I think the best thing they did was dump Garoppolo for him. Well, I mean, the team, this Raiders team was on the trajectory to win two or three games this year. And we know now that they're going to be better than that. Like there, are they going to be a play? Is this a playoff team? No, no, I don't think so. But at the end of the day, could, are they going to finish the year with seven or eight wins? I think that they can. I really do. It's a good audition so far. Yeah. We talk, do we talk about Marcus Peters? No, we, uh, we, in the news, yeah, we, we talked about Marcus Peters, but we haven't touched on it since then. Uh, was that, that one was surprising to me. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, out of a from a veteran and they i i can't believe what they were saying about him that to me is kind of a stretch i i don't never he'd never struck me as a guy that just fucking goes through the motions he, if there's one position in this league where reclamation projects could, could they they pan out if there's one position it's cornerback so yeah. if he lands in the right situation it could work out because we watched it happen with revis 10 times over and he would instantly rebound to be one of the best players in the league. Jalen Ramsey has taken his fair share of hits and then has rebounded nicely. So Nicole like Hardman had uh, surgery today. He's now on IR. Okay. So that's so they officially have nobody anymore. I mean, it's just <laughs> I just don't know who's really left there. Uh, Pacheco had a nice two touchdown game against that Raiders front. Um, Oh, I mean, are the Chiefs still going to be good, and are they probably going to go deep in the playoffs? Yes, but there's no longer that extreme like dominance where you're like, oh god, they're you're playing. You see, this is where the Chiefs like to bait everybody in. That's also true. You know what I mean? They bait you in thinking, hey, they're they're not they're fucking beatable. They're beatable. Then all of a sudden they'll put forty five on you, and you'll be standing there with your dick in your hand. It just goes to show every every <laughs> yeah. week you never know what you're gonna get in this right. league. Every week. If we knew, we would be millionaires. It's true. Every week it's different. Next up. We had one for the ages in an overtime game in Philadelphia. 
where the Bills came to town and Philadelphia squeaks out an overtime win, 37-34, after divine intervention and a 60-yard field goal in a monsoon sent this game into overtime, where we know the Bills don't fare very well. They even had the rule changed. For I would like to preface this. They still can't fucking win. I would like to preface this. In my opinion, I've seen two games in a row, and I have seen them do it against the Philadelphia defense. I think that the Bills offense is 1,000% back. And I think that's a play of deep into the playoffs caliber offense now. The problem is, one, is there is the record already so bad that they won't be able to get, get in? And two, is their defense so bad that they won't be able to outscore everyone? Those are the two big question marks. I thought Josh Allen looked very good yesterday under the circumstances against Philadelphia's defense in the rain, in the cold, in the wind. I thought he played a very, very nice game, both throwing the ball and running the ball. The def- I can't stress enough how bad the fucking Bills defense looked yesterday. Can't stress it enough. I, I don't like the fact that the Bills got away from their run game. At one point they were gashing, they were gashing Philadelphia. They were gashing them for about nine yards per carry, and then they just went away from it. And I think on those last couple of drives that they had, they would have continued to run the ball. They would have sealed that game. Carl That's says, just my opinion. I don't, I don't know. Carl said you're blowed. Bills are shot. Well, Sorry? I, I, I am not blowed, and I don't think I the Bills are shot. Uh, also, Bills had some kicking woes in this game. They had one blocked and one just blatantly missed. Listen, listen, it hasn't. Right now, it looks like it's all starting to come together. You want the Bills remind me of last year's Cincinnati right now. And if they can string together enough wins, I think they sneak in in a wild card spot. They could do some damage. How much they time can is do left, some damage? Bro. How much time is left? That's the thing. And what's their schedule? Six weeks. Well, because there's some there's some teams that have put themselves in really. We've just went over it in the. AFC. I think we got to give a little credit to Jalen Hurts too, who was actually having a fucking. Horrible game. Jalen Hurts is probably, the end. He's and the then MVP he just right fucking now. lit him up. Am I off on that? Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league right now as it stands. I, I would say I, so. no. I would say I would I'm still shading towards McCaffrey, but sure. Either you can have a conversation. I, I don't think you're gonna have a running back win MVP, but I mean then I'd have to make a case for Tua. Tua? Yeah. Over Tua, a team that's nine and one. Tua dropped off and he's in the conversation. I think I think it's I think it's it's Jalen Hurts. Can I say something real quick on the Bills? Sure. Their offense is back. I'll give it to them, but they still they, – I mean, they got to win the game, the big games against the good teams. And this was one of them. And I'll say this much. Same as the Chiefs game Monday night, I think the Eagles – or excuse me, I think the Bills choked this game. Like, I think the Chiefs choked this game, but I also don't think that's any indicative of the Eagles. you got to be on your best to beat the Eagles. And they didn't play great, and Jalen Hurts wasn't great. But they're still probably the best team in the league because they haven't put up that big, other than against Miami, that big forward-facing all-around performance. I haven't seen it yet. And they still eked one out against a good team yesterday. They did it on Monday as well. So I'm I'm waiting for it from the Eagles. Um, I just think the Bills choked this game away personally. Am I, I, off there? I said they, they, they were gashing them with the run and then stopped doing it. I mean, And I was like, 
You got to fucking make them stop you. Josh Allen. Team stop Josh Allen in this game, 29 for 51, 339 yards passing, two touchdowns. Say that again? 29 of what? 29 for 51. Okay. 339 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick. He also had 81 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Do their schedule real quick. Bill's schedule. Buffalo's schedule going forward. They're on a bye this week, which doesn't help them right no. now. Hell no. Uh, then they come out of the bye at Kansas City. Wow. T- tough. At home against Dallas. Oh, tough. Shit. At the Chargers. Okay. Should be able to win. At home against New England. Okay. Win. At Miami. Wow. Listen, that's a hell of a schedule to have to go through. And for, they, I, they've got to win four or five. Yeah. They got to win four. And on five. top of that, like, we're basing it off of a big win against a bad team last week and a loss this week. I, I Again, I love what their offense has done, but you need to be all around to beat three out of those five teams that you just named. You need to be good in two phases to 100%. beat to beat the to beat the Dolphins. You need to be good in two phases to beat the Chiefs. You got to be good in two phases. Dallas and to beat Dallas, you got to be good in two phases. You know, you have to be you have to be on your best behavior if you want to beat those two teams or those three teams. Uh, it's just such a, it was such a letdown. You, why don't you want to know it what really the typical was. Bills move is? They'll fucking lose that game in New England somehow, some way, in a fucking six to three fucking game, and they'll lose. Didn't I would agree with you if they didn't already lose in New England. I would agree with yeah. you. Yeah, and I think New England's in significant more disarray now. I think it's going right. to be more phoned in at that point. More rookies playing through that game. Um. Okay. As for Philadelphia, obviously ten and one, best record in football. Um, are pretty secure in their spot in the NFC right now. And they have San Francisco at home next week. Then they're at Dallas, at Seattle. Those are three big games right there. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've handled all of these big games. Yeah, but they could lose all three of these games coming up. They could. Yeah. Yeah, but you're just saying that for parity because you, there's not one part of you that actually believes they'll lose any of those games. I, so, I think they're going to lose yeah. two out of the three. I, I genuinely, I said it a couple weeks ago. They'll I beat think Seattle, they'll lose to the. I, I think they're going to lose both to Dallas and to San Francisco. I think Dallas. They will lose to Dallas. I think they will lose to Dallas. That's about it, though. That's Dallas is Super Bowl. And they if they split, show they up, split with Dallas. If back. if they show up, if if yeah. the Eagles actually show up, they're beating Dallas. If they actually play an all around game, they're beating yeah. Dallas. Um. Honestly, uh, the 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 Bills were able to. The one thing that we said going into this game was you got to take AJ Brown out of it. And they did a nice job. That one touchdown he had, just I mean, that Zacchaeus touchdown was really the one that was Zacharias. I didn't know they picked up Zacharias. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. It's always been Zacharias. Don't ask me why. Um, But yeah, what I I, all the flack I've given Josh Allen so far this year, I'll give it to him. That was a fantastic outing. He could be redeemed after the last two weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you know, it. You know what I liked about him yesterday? He didn't make no stupid fucking. No, he didn't. Yesterday. He didn't. You want to know played, something? He played pretty fucking flawless there. In bad weather. He did. Yeah. In and I will too. say that that last play, they should have won that game. They should have won that game. If he hadn't <laughs> thrown the fucking post instead of the flag, they should have won. Yep. Next up. Sunday. Oh, I do have to say one thing. Go ahead. Get in. In here. that game, there was a roughing the passer call on him. That was god awful. He flopped. Oh, it was awful. And I was like, what the fuck? Am I watching soccer? I was like, what the fuck is this? I thought it was They awesome. have videos. There's videos online online where 
it's just nothing but him flopping after every encounter he has after the play. What do you mean? He flops all the time. He's he's Le- Josh he's, Allen. Yeah, he's LeBron. No, he yes, he does. He, he, there's a whole flopping compilation of Josh yeah. Allen. He's the biggest flopping quarterback in the league. Is he really? He's he LeBron. Is, yeah. I, I didn't know it until today either. It's, I saw. Well, I didn't know it until I fucking seen it the other day. He yeah. flopped. He, he and that flopped was huge. Bad. And that was blatant. That was some fucking soccer shit. Mm-hmm. And hey. I'm surprised they didn't bring out the stretcher. LeBron's got a whole lot of rings off flopping. God bless him. Yeah. Josh Allen he's has the flopper. He's owned his divi- by his the Chinese. LeBron James is the flopper. What? He's the flopper. LeBron James is owned by the Chinese, but we don't need to keep going. Bruce is getting a little too political. I don't. Right? I don't know why. I don't know why he's still here. I'm sorry. I don't know why he's still here. What do you mean he's sorry, right? It's true. Oh, it's God. He's fucking right. Uh, anyways, uh, he's got a Chinese stamp right on his fucking kulu. Quick piece of news. Uh, <laughs> Greg Olson has come out. And stated that he's interested in the Panthers' head coaching position. Oh, I thought you mean he'd come out and he's coming out of the closet. Here's I thought he's married and had a couple kids. Here's why I love so that. Was Bruce idea. Jenner. I think that's a great idea. Let me tell you why. Because the Lions are 0 3 when Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson call their games this year. So get him out of the booth. So when the Lions are on Fox's primetime game, they can actually. Win. I like Greg Olson. He's very I good. I think he needs to stay in the booth, stay where he's at. He's very good. I, I, I don't know why. And he's he a good guy, too. Think about doing that. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, because he's got close ties with Carolina. He did a lot of damage there. I know. That's why. But he's a good guy. I like him. He's a good guy. And I uh, hate to see him get fired in fucking 10 games. So, Uh, One other piece of news. Uh, John Ross, uh, former 40-yard dash record holder at the Combine and the ninth overall pick in the 2017 draft, has uh, he retired before this year, but he uh, is supposedly in discussions with the Chiefs about coming out of retirement. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> you got to do. Uh, mean, you got to do Chargers Raiders too. Oh, or Chargers Chargers. We're Raiders. here. Okay. We're here. Sunday night football from SoFi. The Baltimore Ravens headed to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Baltimore continues. To win football games, they are now nine and three and first in the AFC North, and I believe first overall in the AFC. Sending the Chargers down to four and seven, Brandon Staley made it through the Monday. We'll see if he makes it through this week. Chargers now at the bottom of the AFC West at four and seven. Um, Not going anywhere. Listen, Baltimore. I'm gonna preface with saying, I fell asleep. I did not see the end of this game. <laughs> I expected this game to be much like the Chargers-Lions game was a couple weeks ago. A mm-hmm. uh, 42-37 battle all the way to the end. It was not that. Um, it was pretty fucking boring, in all honesty. Khalil Mack had a nice game. Khalil Mack did have a nice little game. Shit, Keenan Allen had a nice little game. Yeah. Austin Eckler had an atrocious game. Carl is checking in. They couldn't run the ball. <laughs> uh Herbert, 29 for 44, 217 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, he also had 47 yards on the ground and a fumble. Austin Eckler, 10 for 32 and a fumble. Keenan Allen had the best game of everybody in a Chargers uniform, 14 for 106, but he also fumbled. Um, I, I need to – we need to talk about this fumbling thing and this this situation that's going on in, in the NFL is some of these plays are blatantly not fumbles, but they're – allowing the play to continue and everybody else on the field is fucking stopping 
and I, and I think it's starting to become an issue. There's there's two things that are really bothering me. One is the penalties coming in well after the play is over. That shit needs to stop. If there's a fucking penalty during the play, the flag needs to come out. This fucking shit with the play is over and guys are like fucking celebrating and the flag comes in. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? And it's every week. Have you guys noticed this? Have you guys been noticing this? Yes. And it's been going on for about the last month. In regards to the, the it's a great point on the fumble thing. So I'll tell you what's happening is no one knows what anything is anymore. Yeah. And the refs, like, it'll happen on a touchdown play. They'll blow it dead too early sometimes, or they'll blow it dead too late, and guys won't know what to do, and then guys will give up. Because there's so much inconsistencies, there's so many inconsistencies with the officiating. Yes. That's what you're seeing is it's just the inconsistency with the officiating. It's off. My my counter to that is what the players need to do is you just need to you're taught in high school to play through every play. Correct. You cannot give up on any plays. If if it's a fumble, go tackle the guy, whatever. And yeah. you gotta hope and pray that that the video replay redeems you. But I'm with you. There's there's definitely been some fuckery in recent weeks. Fuckery. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Fuckery. fuckery. Um Real quick, the story in this game, I think, was the Ravens' defense. I think they shut down a pretty potent Chargers yeah, offense. A Chargers Killed. offense that's very good at home. Yeah. They took Eckler out. They did a pretty decent job, about as good as you could do on Keenan Allen. I know he still kind of lit it up a little bit. Um, but the, I think the story he's, is— He's is, a seasoned vet. He's a seasoned hey, vet. You're not going to— yeah, shut down you you, like you don't that. you don't shut a guy like that down. You 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 slow him down. It's it's yeah. similar to what you have to do to the Eagles with AJ Brown. Um, the the Ravens didn't have a great game offensively. It, it was what it was, but they still shut down Chargers defense on the road. Outside Jalen Hurts right now, Lamar Jackson, him him Lamar Jackson. That's your MVP. You hear that, Carl G? You hear that, Carl G? I want to see L- Lamar's big in big Lamar. games. In, in good games, Lamar has been good. Yeah. I haven't seen enough out of him to be MVP, but he has a chance to win it. He has a chance to play big in these big games, and he has Look a chance to numbers. grab that award. Look at his numbers. They're fucking outstanding. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I, I called it before the year. I said it in May. I think Lamar was my dark horse for MVP. I said that, so I'm excited to see how I, it I like the point that they're not running him as much as he did last year. Yeah, they, they do great. They I, do great. I, I'll say this. There's not a doubt in my mind that Baltimore's going to win this division, but they do have some tough fucking games coming up. Yeah, they got to call it. Do uh, it. They play the Rams this – or they're on a bye this week. Come out, play the Rams, and it just gets harder from there. At Jacksonville, at San Francisco, at home against Miami, that will be a fantastic game. And then they finish the year at home against Pittsburgh. I'm I'm that, shocked on all tough. those. I would take the Ravens on paper right now today in all of those games. But they can't come I, I out. I think maybe the, I only, the only game that I would question would be the San Francisco game. No, and I, it depends which San Francisco team you get. Playing at San Francisco, yeah. it is. Yeah. It depends which San Francisco on Christmas team you're getting. Day, Monday Night Football. Oh wow! So That's if Brock Birdie test, you can't be you can't be what you were yesterday if you want to beat those teams offensively. Right. You, need, you need to, and I know it. it just really it, it was just in the points. They ran the ball well. Flowers was great yesterday. Uh, preliminary thoughts on Isaiah Likely, good, fabulous, yeah, good. Yep. And it's just working the rest of those guys in Odell, and you keep running the ball well. Like eventually, the points are going to come eventually. So it's I just need to see them score more points because if they're yeah. scoring more points, turnovers, couple with that defense, thing. They, they get untimely fumbles and this bullshit. They didn't have a turnover yesterday. No, but they get these untimely three. 
They they gave the ball up on downs a couple of times. That's not that's unlike. Them. Well, they go for it a little more than other teams yeah. do. He and Justin again, Tucker it's another player's another, coach. John another Harbaugh's fucking guy field goal. Hello, Justin Guys Tucker. Field goals field this goal. year than he has in his whole fucking career. Is he on your team? Yes. That's why. Yeah, drop him, and then he'll fucking start playing better. Yeah. Let Just me like drop Zay him, and then he'll have fucking 25 points next week. Zay Flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, though, you can't doubt what Baltimore's doing. And uh, right now, I don't think Trey, I don't think Flowers is the rookie of the year. But uh, they're well, AFC Eagles. They're AFC Eagles. The other, AFC. other than the Lions, I haven't seen, when they played the Lions. I'm still waiting on that complete all around game from Baltimore. And they're shit pumping teams, and they're at the top of the conference still. So, so I'm I'm waiting for it. I think it's going to come. And I make. I mean, they have a chance to prove it. They have their shitter get off the pot. On paper, I think they're winning all those games. And I I still I said it over the summer. I I genuinely think we're heading towards Eagles Ravens collision course. But it's crazy because we haven't seen either of those teams play a perfect game yet. They each have one. They have one, the one against the Lions for the Ravens, and then the Eagles went against the Dolphins. I think those are their two best games. And I'm excited to see what both of those teams do down the stretch because I, that, that's a fun-ass Super Bowl right there. Yeah. Can I be honest? Please. I don't think either of those two teams make the Super Bowl. I know it logically makes the most sense. But I just, again, I'm not. Last year we were sold on Philadelphia to go to the Super Bowl. Sold. Like, there's no question. Well, I, I mean, listen. Even though they're 9-1, no, no and I'm not no sold. No team that has gone to a Super Bowl has come back in the next year and went fucking 10-1. and one. No team in That's NFL great. history. They're just missing out of the one thing. So who are you taking? Winning the Super Bowl. So who are your two teams then? If you Today, on paper, who are your two teams? Right, I, you know, right now, today, I still think that San Francisco is going to make it out of the NFC. As far as the AFC goes, the, the Baltimore thing makes the most sense. I just feel like you're gonna have one of those teams that it, it you don't. Baltimore's in the Super Bowl, absolutely. I, I just, I I see what you're saying on San Francisco, but they they need to get their I mean, shit. Together. I'm still gonna go. I think it's Miami Frisco still. I really do. I think it's Miami Frisco. I just I think Miami will, because it's the same thing. We haven't seen Miami one thousand good, one thousand percent good, except that Denver game earlier in the year when they dropped fucking seventy. I, but I just. Something about Philadelphia, you know they're going to lose a big game. You know game. what? They haven't done that since. They haven't even come near that yes, but their defense. Sense. but their defense has played light years better than it did at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but and I, realistically, they got a lot that's of fucking injuries they're dealing with right now, and I, that's going to hurt them going down the stretch. The Phillips thing is huge for them. The Phillips thing He's is a massive loss. Rusher. It's a massive loss. Now Bruce is going to tell us how the colors of the fucking Super Bowl logo mean that it's going to be Ravens 49ers. No. Oh, yeah. It's looking pretty close. I guess the last two years, the colors of the Super Bowl logo and Kansas City. could be Minnesota. Yeah, maybe it's Minnesota. I think it's Baltimore. Minnesota and Houston. Minnesota and Houston. <laughs> They're going to wear those all reds with the red helmet. Uh, okay. Previewing Monday night football. Uh, and then well, let's do this very quickly and then get into a few minutes of Michigan-Ohio State talk. Uh, the Chicago Bears are heading to Minnesota tonight. We've already picked this game. Uh, Minnesota is a field goal favorite in this one. The over-under is down to 43.5 points. I took Chicago. The rest of you took Minnesota. 
Are we still sticking with that? I'm going to stick with it, but I want and think Chicago is going to have a good shot to win this game. You? No Justin Jefferson. No Justin Jefferson still. Um, where Where's the game? In Minnesota. That's mm, it's a tough place to play for fields. Um, that being said, I, I feel really good about what I saw from Chicago I think against Justin the Lions. Gonna light this fucking I am fire tonight. So, so here's what Chicago needs to happen. Chicago needs this to be a bloodbath. Chicago, yep. Chicago needs the, the, the shootout because I'm probably taking just on, based on what I saw from Chicago two weeks against the Lions two weeks ago, I'm probably taking fields in a runoff over, uh, a, uh, a, a, a Minnesota team that doesn't have Justin Jefferson. I don't think that Caillou is going to be able to pull it together in a team where he's against a team where he's got to pull points up on the board. You know, Caillou. I, I don't either. That like, okay. I'm sorry. At the end of the this Josh Dobbs thing has to end. We're eleven fucking games into this now, and it doesn't mean I don't think he's good. I just don't think he's going to win a shootout. I just don't think he's. I this can't keep happening. Yeah. It can't. And the other thing is. What's the best part of Minnesota's defense? The secondary. I think Justin Fields is going to torch them tonight. I really do. I think he's going to have a million yards rushing. It, it could go two ways. This could go two ways for them. Daniil Hunter. Eats. They they have a very experienced secondary with Patrick Peterson and and uh, Hunter. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith. You just traded for Harrison Smith. You I know. His name. I, I just I I think that Minnesota's going to try to control the line of scrimmage. Patrick Peterson plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Oh, does he? I thought he was with Minnesota still. <laughs> who is that play? Who is that they got then? Bynum. I can't remember. Yeah, I like him. He's good. I'm going to take I'm going to take <laughs> Minnesota in this. I I think they're going to win. Uh, what's the spread? Three, three. I, I'm going to take Minnesota to win. I'm still sticking. I'm still sticking. Chicago. Here's the thing. Every time you think fucking uh, uh, our boy Justin Fields is going to do good, he'll just give you a little jig dance, and the next thing you know, they fucking lose. That's they true. fucking. <laughs> that's he true. gives a little fucking dance, and they got their assholes. He, that's that's actually true. He plays well when you least expect it, and I think yeah. I think people might be expecting him. All right, here he goes. Everybody's going to expect for him to tear them up. And that's when you usually get your asshole pumped. I'm still expecting Minnesota to win tonight. The one thing I will say on Fields is the same thing I've been saying on Fields and Jordan Love for the last month is they are auditioning for their jobs right now. Yeah. And that should incentivize them and motivate them to play well. Yeah. And so is uh, P.J. Walker. Or P. What's his name? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. He's in Josh Dobbs. They're gonna, not, they're gonna right gonna now. He's interviewing for Kirk Cousins. They're gonna, Are you no, out of your they're gonna, fucking? They're going to bring Kirk Cousins back. Listen They've been to me. open about it. Shout out to Dan opening the opening the episode with saying that he needs to be put in the fucking home. In what world do you think Josh Dobbs is actually going to go into next year as a starting? I, I think Josh Guess Dobbs what? should get a shot. It is more likely that Tommy DeVito is QB one of the Giants next year than Josh Dobbs is QB one of the fucking Vikings. You never know. Period. Zolo, go ahead, know. take it away. This is the moment everyone has been waiting for. I'll be quick. That was the biggest win between either two teams in the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry ever. That was the biggest win. It's not even up for debate. The closest games that rivaled that are 1969, which they tied, which kicked off the 10-year war. Then from there, the 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 
the big one in 2006, the game of the century. Well, they've played three times in a row now, and Michigan has beaten 11-0 and Ohio State teams three times in a row. That's three game of the centuries in a row. The last two years were game of the century. But- uh, I, I beg to differ. I think that '97 win at Ohio State was no. There was no. There was no bigger. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Woodson intercepting that ball, taking it. It had the scenes. Come on. It had the scenes, and Michigan went on to win a national championship. But in terms of regular season wins, co-national championship. This one. Let me tell you why. (laughs) This one counted for three, because if you lost this, you were just going to hear, "Oh, you didn't have your sign stealing buddy Connor Stallion." No, people do. Everyone does. Oh, everyone all does. of guess what? Everyone you hates Michigan and but thinks they are cheaters. Everyone stupid. hates Michigan. It is stupid, it's and I agree stupid. with you. It's one hundred percent stupid. But the whole point of this was their fan base. Two fan bases were looking for validation. Ohio State's was trying to validate that you only won because you stole our signs. And they Michigan, changed all their signs before the exactly, fucking game last exactly. year, you're, and they got their asses you're handed. You're preaching to the choir. You're what are we talking? You're about? You're preaching to the choir, but no one else thinks that. People think that Michigan is a group of cheaters, okay? They didn't have Connor Stallions. They didn't have Jim Harbaugh. And guess what? Fucking scale. And guess what? You still lost. Connor Green. You him? still lost. What are you gonna do now? Who are you gonna what excuse do you have now, Ryan Day? You're 0-3 now in the last three. And they've all been big. Time to Every keep dying that beard. He looks stupid. And you're fucking soft, brother. You are soft. I keep crying. You are soft. You could even if your brothers didn't lead that investigation, even if it wasn't their PI firm, you cried. You still said you had no respect for Jim Harbaugh. Guess what? With two minutes left at the fifty yard line, you still decided to kick a fifty yard a fifty yard field goal because you were too scared to run the ball on Michigan. You're soft. You change the way you pa- you call plays when you're playing Michigan. You are soft. Okay. That was the biggest regular season I, I game I don't for think Michigan. it was. I thought that game uh, last year against Stroud was better. Well, yeah, it was a, that, it was a that, good win. That, to me, was, was probably the best the game stakes, I had ever seen. The stakes were never higher than this game. You, you can't. I, it's I, not I, even I, up for debate. Why? You don't think that's true of last year? No, no this, this was the bigger game. This was, the, this was the way bigger game. Because, okay, Harbaugh wasn't there. There's been so much noise. So what? As far as the noise factor and, and big wins, as far as Ryan Day goes— they didn't have Jim Harbaugh, and you've lost two in a row. This, I, I thought they did a better job. job. They did a better job last year against a arguably probably the best quarterback to come out of there ever. The Michigan team was better, significantly Absolutely better. Absolutely, they were. They're not as good this year. I, I agree. But, but on the on the on the opposite side, the whole point is Ohio State has always had the talent for. We're going on 15 years of them. Always being more talented, always having five stars. They had a Heisman player on the field the other day. Guess what? I saw a picture after the game yesterday that or two days ago that was outstanding. It was Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison, Fleming, Abuka, all five of those guys, all five star recruits. They were 0 and three against Michigan. None of them beat Michigan. None of them. They had CJ Stroud. Michigan's won the last three years. They had CJ Stroud. That's awesome. That's awesome. But they lost fucking ten years. But that's not the point. That's not the point. It's what it is. The the stakes were higher for this one than any game between those two teams in history, especially since 1969. The stakes were never higher because you had one fan base trying to devalue the other team's wins, and the the other fan base saying, "Well, if we don't win this game, they're going to think we're actual cheaters." Michigan didn't need to steal your signs to beat you the last three years. 
and not to mention you were doing the same shit. You were getting the same signs that Michigan had from other coaches, and you still lost. You still lost. That's that. Put it to bed. Ryan Day, you're a great coach. You're fucking soft. You're not beating Michigan anytime soon if you're going to call plays like that with your more talented squad. You had Marvin Harrison, the best receiver college football has seen in 20 fucking years, oh, and I you still lost. That. I don't know about that. Who is? Name, name it all. all right, I think he's good. I don't think he's that good. Who's better than him in the last 20 years of college football? Better in college football than yeah. him? Yeah. In 20 years? Marvin Harrison is slated to go number one or number two overall. No okay. receiver has ever gone higher than two. Two okay. is the highest point, and he's going to go on one of those picks. Who went at two? Calvin Johnson did. A couple guys go. have. I just gave you one better. Calvin Johnson did not was not a Heisman candidate and did not have the career that Marvin Harrison. Well, had because Calvin Johnson also fucking went to Georgia Tech. That's not. That's the whole he didn't point. Fucking throw the ball. That's there. the whole point. Is Marvin option. Harrison had C.J. Stroud and he still couldn't beat Michigan. That's the whole point. They had all those. Me, guys. That's more impressive. What you just said. They had C.J. Stroud, and C.J. Stroud could not beat Michigan. That's more impressive. That's what me. I'm trying to say. They're, yeah. the, the, the people in that fan base think this that C.J. Stroud— was cute. It was cute. You're missing the point, brother. What do you mean I'm missing the, the point? Whole point is, the whole point is they're saying we had C.J. Stroud, the best quarterback that's ever gone to Ohio State, and you're telling me he played Michigan twice and couldn't beat him? Something must be up. They had our signs. They couldn't, they couldn't <laughs> stop us. That's the whole point. Well, guess what? Michigan didn't have your signs this year, and they still beat your why, ass. Why are you laying on this sign thing? It's that's stupid. that's the narrative. You don't stupid. understand that yes, that is the narrative. I listened I don't care, at two, I listened at two o'clock today on Valeni, and they're still thinking, "Yeah, you should you should be stopping it." But guess what? Your wins are still going to be vacated. Harbaugh's still going to be gone. No, they're, they're not. not be the NCAA Why? is not vacating those wins. It's not going to happen because they don't value the fucking sign stealing like you do. There's no excuses for anybody. Sign stealing thing is stupid anyway. Yes, dude. but to the fans. To the Ohio State fan base, okay. that's the sword that they're dying on. That's what he's trying okay. to say. And the national media, who is in f- against Michigan, okay. is dying on that sword as well. That's what's trying to that's be said That's because it's true. What's true? The science stealing thing is true. They were doing that. Yes, but is it? So it doesn't yes, matter. But, but even you agree that that doesn't influence I don't the think game. it influences games at all. They were literally going to repeal that rule in 2021. There is a narrative that it gives a crazy competitive advantage. No, it Whatever, does not. Dude. Start wearing no, fucking headsets. Not. You won't have this problem. And they're going to for both seasons. It's just stupid. They start doing it, period. In college football, if you can't afford headsets, you heads in for high your school. quarterback and high your school fucking coach, then you don't need you don't need to be playing college in football. In high school then. football, the kids are wearing headsets. Know that. It's just in college. There was no advantage from the sign stealing. It's not even fucking debatable. Michigan was good. Look at the talent that they put in the pros over the last three years. They developed talent. They game plan. They beat you. Okay? And if you game plan better like TCU did and like Georgia did with their talent two years ago, TCU is the only game that they didn't steal the signs from. (laughs) It's that simple. I don't know what happens going forward. I don't think this Michigan team is as good as the one a year ago. I don't. No. I think they. I think their window closed last year. But guess what? So is the – every other team is down. Georgia's down. Alabama's down. Okay? Washington might be decent. They haven't seen a defense I like, like Michael Penix. All right, hold on, hold on. Now, can I raise a question here? I think, right, we can all agree Georgia's probably still going to stay as the number one team in the country. Yeah. It depends what happens Sunday or Saturday. Well, as, it, no, I'm talking going into this week. 
Honestly, there's a scenario where Michigan's two wins over Penn State are on bigger the road than Georgia and over Ohio State are there. If it goes by strength of wins, then Michigan will probably be number one. Okay, but if Georgia beats Alabama, Georgia will take number one. Yes. All right. So if you have Georgia one and Michigan two. Who are the last two? Is it Washington and Florida State? As long as they both win, the precedent. Yeah. The precedent is if you are an undefeated conference championship conference champion, you've never not gotten in. So Florida State is down bad. They lost their quarterback. Does that push them to yeah, five? They lost and they him a while ago, dude. Two weeks ago. Yeah. This, this was their first game without him. So they lost their quarterback, and they have to play a tough Louisville team. Okay. I don't think it pushes them to five because there's a precedent also that Ohio State lost three quarterbacks and then they put Ohio State in and Ohio State ended up winning the national championship in twenty fourteen when they lost when they lost JT Barrett. Thank you, so um, there's a precedent there. But if you're an undefeated conference champion, you're getting in. So, From there it gets tricky. Well, yeah, because hypothetically if Florida State does lose uh, and Oregon loses, then who's in? Texas or Bama? I think Oregon has to play Washington. Washington. Week, right? I think Oregon-Washington winner gets in no matter what because if Oregon redeems their loss on the road, Bo Nix is playing better than any quarterback in the country right now. They lost to Washington earlier. They lost to Washington in Seattle. That Washington. game was fucking incredible. One of the best games of the year. Yeah. Came down to the missed field goal. I think Pac-12 winners probably getting in. It gets really fucking tricky if Alabama beats Georgia yeah. and if Texas wins out because Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa and Texas has yeah, a chance to win the Big 12. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. It gets this is the thing like, are they going to leave Georgia out with one fuck. loss? Do they have the balls to no, leave one can't. loss Georgia out? You have to get left out. Yeah, because a lot of what they did, did came down. A lot to the of teams will say a one loss Alabama or one loss Georgia team. Is better than fucking Florida State. Yeah. yeah. And they're right. They're not. But a lot of what wrong. we've done with this committee over the last 10 years is we've based it based on precedence. And the precedent is if you win a Power Five conference Thank and God you go undefeated. Thank God this is the last year for this. Thank God for that. Yeah. Because next year, it'll be fucking 12 teams, and you'll get an actual true national champion out of that. It'll be more fun next year yeah. for sure. Well, it'll 100%. be more competitive, too. Should be, yeah. Someone, a dark horse can come in. There's nothing year. wrong. Diverse. I mean, Listen, that, that's... That's going to help the sport, opening up that playoff. Well, yeah, because let's say hypothetically, if there's a 12 team right now, yeah, and the pro- I'm looking at a uh, uh, NCAA projection right now, week one you'd have Alabama seven and Ohio State eight playing each other. Correct. Run, run through the whole. Tell thing. me that's not it's bad. Right, right now the projections are Georgia one. This is without next week. Mm-hmm. Georgia one, Michigan two, Washington three, Florida State four, Oregon five. Texas 6, Bama 7, Ohio State 8, Mizzou 9, Penn State 10, Ole Miss 11, Oklahoma 12, and Louisville is 13. There's a, a hell of a lot of cool, fun, good schools on there. Well, yeah. There's I mean, a lot of good games. Your week one your week one matchups would be Georgia-Oklahoma, Michigan-Ole Miss, Penn State-Washington, Missouri-Florida State. Wait, hold on. One th- Under the new format, 1 through 4 get a bye. Oh, so it would be five twelve, which would be probably Oregon, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Oklahoma, and then uh, something. To, it would six Texas, Ole Miss, which would be a hell of a lot of fun. Ohio Penn State, State, Alabama. Al- oh yeah, Ohio State, Alabama. No, it'd be Penn State, Alabama, Ohio State, Mizzou. That would be a nice hole. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that's stupid the way they do that. What, the four I, teams I th- getting a bye? Yeah, I, th- I think 12 should play one. 
and and on down. Well, you get you, you can't do that because it's not a bracket at that point. So it's got to be those four teams get a buy and then it recedes. And plus, it adds value to those four teams that they get the buy because they probably won their conference and they probably won out. Yeah. You know? But I mean, it should it should be it should be insane next year. Do you think right now Michigan should be above Georgia? Based on the system, yeah. Well, Ohio State was ranked too. Yeah. Well, hold on. Ohio State was ranked one in the first playoff based on they had the best wins. There's no better win in college football well, this no, year. No, I, I mean, outside George. Yeah. George has been number one for how long now? No, no, no. Ohio State in the first college football rankings that came out on Halloween in the playoff rankings, Ohio State was number one for the first really? few weeks. Yeah. Because they had the best wins. They had in which poll? They had in the college football playoff committee poll, which okay. is the only poll that matters. So they had the best wins. They had the win against Penn State, and they had the win at Notre Dame. That's why. Okay. There's no Georgia win that outranks Michigan's win at Penn State or Michigan's win against Ohio State. There's no bigger win in college football currently as it stands than what Michigan did to number number two Ohio State this weekend. It was the only two two undefeated teams that late in the season, so it's not possible. That being said, I think if Georgia beats Alabama, their combined wins are better than Michigan's wins, and they should be number one. And I think that that's what that ultimately ends up happening. Yeah. Anything else? To me, that makes sense. You know, I think Michigan should be one as well. Well, that'll be after this week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to rank them one for a week, I guess go ahead. You know, but I think it's stupid at this point. I mean, it's real simple. Whoever wins their fucking divisions, that's when you go by quality wins. Michigan beats uh, who are they playing? Iowa. Iowa, yeah. Okay, they're going to play Iowa. What are they, a fucking 20-point fucking favorite this week? 23 and a half. Okay, I thought that. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to tell me that Michigan beating an Iowa team for the Big Ten championship is better than Georgia beating fucking Alabama or Alabama beating Georgia? No. 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 It depends how the committee values Alabama. Me, personally, I think beating one-loss Alabama in, your com- in the SEC yeah, championship. A one-loss Alabama team could it's, roll. It's not better than the Ohio State win. It's not better than the Ohio State win, but going no. undefeated in the SEC and beating Tennessee and Kentucky, those are big wins, and those are more compiled yeah. than Michigan's big wins. So, yeah, I could see it shaking out Old that way. Miss. I think I think there's a scenario where Alabama wins. Yeah. And I think Alabama should get in if they win, and I think Georgia should still get in where the, if they win, and then Michigan should hypothetically. Well, remember uh, the year that that Michigan won, they beat Ohio State at Ohio State and absolutely fucking crucified them last in that year. game last year, mm-hmm. and then turn around and Ohio State gets in. Yeah, but Ohio <coughs> State made a good. Case That's because USC year. lost. Yes, and who else lost? It was USC and somebody else lost. TCU lost. That's why they were allowed into the playoffs. CJ Stroud was a fucking extra point away from beating Georgia. The gist is, I know we've won. We're over two hours. I know we're over two hours, but the gist is, there's been this. This was basically over the last two weeks between Michigan, Ohio State. Next week you have Oregon and Washington. You have Florida State and Louisville, which is another big game. Texas and Oklahoma State should be fun. And then Alabama and Georgia. You basically got an eight-team playoff this year. Right. Or a 10-team playoff over right. a two-week span. You basically got that. Game. Yeah, the championship right. games, other than the Michigan-Iowa game, the championship games are all good. So you got, you got I, some good I, shit. I th- I, right now, I like Michael Penix to win the Heisman. Bo Nix passed him. 
I I think and, Michael Penix. If Michael Penix beats them again, he obviously he's got a big game because he'll Penix, obviously win the. He, he, I I know I know how you are about Michael Penix. He's not been good for the last month. He's not the reason they're winning games for the last month. I still love him. I think Bo Nix is the big throws. right now. The betting yeah. favorite is still Jaden Daniels. Who is? Yeah. Jaden Daniels is going to win because no quarterback in history that's accounted for fifty touchdowns has ever lost the Heisman. The Heisman. Anytime a quarterback is thrown for fifty touchdowns or accounted for fifty touchdowns, they've won the Heisman. And the list is crazy. Baker Mayfield's on that list. Joe Burrow's on that list. Yeah. Cam Newton's on that list. So it'll probably be Jaden Daniels. I think Bo Nix is after him. Bo Nix is next. Michael Penix, Marvin Harrison, and Where's Carson Mil- Beck. Milrow isn't on that list? Milrow is not on this list. I think if Milrow has a good performance against Georgia, watch out. After that after that debacle at the end of Auburn, watch out. Yeah. I think Milrow's got a shot at it. Hold on. Uh, I'm looking on here. He's on this list. He is... Uh... He's fifth here above Carson Beck. Who is? Milrose. Where's uh, Michael Penix at on that list? Third. There, he's third on both lists. How many touchdowns he got? Who? Penix. Okay. Michael Penix's numbers have dropped against the good teams is the problem. He's still fucking awesome, but... Michael Penix right now currently has 32 touchdowns. It's going to be Jaden Daniels. It's uh, odds. Okay. Up. But I think Bo Nix has a shot at it. I think Milrow has a shot at it. Should be a fun couple couple games there. Saturday we got Saturday and and Friday. I think the Pac twelve is on Friday. So, yeah, Bo Nix get drafted. Bo Nix is going to get drafted. I've I been think in college for six years. Should yeah. should we do a uh, college championship weekend preview on Wednesday? I don't know. Yeah, I'd love that. We should break down all the championship games. You better do your right studies. Maybe you guys do it. Okay. Anyways, right. anything to add? No, it's been two hours. It's it today. I will say, two today was a two-hour-long show, and we had our best viewership to date today. Shout Everybody's been team. with us the whole time, so shout out to everybody who's been watching. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for thank being you. in the chat. Um, and with that being said, thank you for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Remember to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at TipBalls, TikTok at TipBalls Podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, remember to check out our YouTube, ring the bell so you get notified when we go live and subscribe. Join us in the chat Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays between 4.30 and 5. Thank you so much for listening. You will hear from us on Wednesday, and I think Uncle Sam has something to say. No. Oh, you're gripping the microphone like a cack over there. I thought you were about to say something. Thanks again. Have a great night.